when I when I'm walking, I want to feel like the heat from the hair on the back of my neck, like the sweat back there, <laughs> and then just the air flowing down the sides. Yeah. You guys were just I don't know huge synchronized swimming buffs, and that's just what you talked about. It's what you guys get out of it that makes it engaging for me. I didn't want to compromise my vision by trying to explain to Stephen King why his story was wrong. That just, that made my dick even harder for it. Like the It movie. Like... I gotta tell you, um, when I see a clown like that, I'm thinking straight punches, kicks, like, yes! um, you know. Oh, man! <laughs> it is a good time to be alive and be awesome. Welcome to Long Walk Short Freak episode 30. Fuck! We are officially live, and welcome Ooh. to Long Walk Short Drink episode 30. We got Twinkie in the house. We got Moto in the house. What up? We got Dave. We got Palmer. Double D is supposed to be making an appearance for uh, with us later on this evening. It will be a full Long Walk Short Drink staff episode. The first say, that first this ever. has ever happened. How fantastic <laughs> is that? It's pretty great. Man, great to see all of your beautiful faces. The mullet is coming along. It looks great. You know, it, it's a work in progress, yeah. but we will get there. We will yeah. get there. Oh, man, I wish I had that much hair on the top of my head. <laughs> I don't know if you can see the, the side. Well, let me do a quick turn here. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, it yeah, you can so see fantastic. it. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's, it's going to uh, come December, come December in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, that's gonna What's be. What's happening in December action. in Des Moines? Uh, What's going on with that? I I don't know. Wait, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. We'll talk we'll about. See. Yeah, <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> but does, does anyone know? Does anyone ever heard? Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, we lost uh, Moto. Moto froze. He is frozen. It's like a great freeze frame, though. Like, look at his—he's got the reflection of his shades. Are those three D glasses too? Like, did he wear? Oh, 3D? they gotta be. That did he wear three D glasses out his fight because we were, yeah, we were like shitting all over shit 3D? about it? Yeah, fuck three D. I am so <laughs> so glad that I'm, is. You know, I love going large format when I can. It's really expensive, so I only go select movies. And you know, for example, I saw Dunkirk, and Christopher Nolan will not put up with shenanigans when it comes to, you know, how he makes a movie, let alone be, be it made in 3D. But I had to see like Force Awakens in 3D when I went and saw an IMAX and it was just a big bummer. You know, it's like, yeah. I, I love the large format, love what it can do, love how it can be adapted. And the 3D just craps all over it. It, it does crap all over it. There's been, I can think of maybe three movies where I was like that. I got, I feel like I got a better experience in 3d. Like the, yeah. uh, did you see the judge dread movie? Mm -mm. Not, in not 3D? until later. No, I saw it on uh, Netflix, but not in the, that was the first one that I watched where I was like uh, that. I feel like was better in 3d than it would have been in 2d. Um, it's still a fantastic movie in 2d, but 
you're right, man. Like, I, I don't know what market you guys are in. So like in whatever market you are determines your movie ticket prices. Um, but like here and IMAX movies around 15 or $16. If it's just a 2d IMAX. Oh, wow. And then if it go if it goes 3D, it yeah. can, it, it's like up to like twenty one or twenty two dollars. Yeah, I pay twenty one dollars like, every time I go to the IMAX. Oh, that's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Which is why I only go a couple times a year because it's like <laughs> I can see this in IMAX or I can buy it when it comes out and have it forever. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. right. <laughs> and even and even, but do you guys feel like even that? What Dave and I talked about this a little bit. That I feel like even that is going away. Because they just you, you just stream everything now. Yeah, we talked about that. It's so crazy. There's definitely a joy though in that experience for people. So I mean, either you're you're into it and it's worth paying extra money and all that, or or, right. or you just wait. I mean, around here there was this one theater that was not a great theater um, that was closed for renovations for a while, and uh, we would go there a little bit. Anyway, because it was slightly closer than the one that we'd often go to. And the bride and I always go to like the shows with the, the recliner seats, which we're totally addicted to now for years. Yeah. Like, oh, at least, those like, are so awesome. I mean, it, it, uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you the last movie I went to that didn't have that. But um, so the, they reopened the one that was under renovation and the they put a lot of those seats in that theater, like the recliners. But they also put this cool looking full bar right dead center of the ground floor. <laughs> and so... And that's oh. like, that's where you get your concessions and everything. And th yeah. like, you can sit there at the bar and you could take, or you take the beer into the theater. It seems like the, and this is like, I mean, like a family theater kind of a thing as well. It's so it's, I yeah. think they're trying to find ways the, the industry to, to make money off it and keep people coming. I know that we said, uh, or we learned from you, Palmer, when you were a, a manager of a theater, uh, that the money is essentially made on concessions. Is that true? That's true. Straight, like 100% true. Um, mm -hmm. They actually have to turn the ticket money over to studios to pay for the film to be in. That's essentially what the tickets go to is to pay for the film. And there's a whole, I mean, everything is a racket. I feel like in, in all business, but like there's a whole hierarchy of people that palms that need greased mm. between that film being like put out by the studio and you watching it on a screen. Um, and essentially ticket money gets eaten up in that, you know, you have to pay the bookers, you have to pay the studios, you have to pay all that. Uh, and the studios tell you how low of a price you can charge for those tickets, um, all that kind of stuff. And so really to keep the lights on, to keep the staff paid, to keep the building maintained, all of that stuff comes out of consent. That's why your, you know, your popcorn has it like. 3,500% markup, Yeah, you know? Well, and I, I'm for that, you know, for me, I, especially now with, with two kids going to the movies is a, is a, an event, you know? Yep. And so I want to go to a theater like Dave's talking about where they recognize that and make it an event and you right. can get a beer and you can sit in the reclining seats and uh, you can have the staff come when you press the button, you know, and order your next beer, oh, or yeah. the, the pretzels <laughs> oh, or whatever, man. you know, like it, they recognize that the days of like everybody going out on Friday nights to movies like we used to do for $4 yep. and 50 cents, like oh, for like, the, like that was going on Friday night during, you know, when everybody else was gone and off right. times were much cheaper. You know, I think th th that those times are fading quickly when I can just, I can Netflix at home or whatever, if I just want yeah. a casual experience. 
and audiences. I, like that's the other reason that I um that always gets cited for why the decline in the movie theater is it's dealing with the other people that are there. Um, you know, kids like us on Friday. Like I feel like we went to the movies though. We were real. <laughs> that's so untrue because. Uh, in an upcoming Cabin Kid episode, when uh, Pumps tells the story about how they <laughs> ruined the Titanic for another, like I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, to episode thirty one. I feel like we were, we appreciated the movie, so we didn't go in and cut up. Like when I was the manager of a theater, like there were, I used to pull, I used to kick kids out of the theater all the time and be like, there are cheaper ways that you guys can go and socialize and not ruin other people's nights. You know, like you could spend $4 on a coffee and just hang out in a coffee shop and you're allowed to talk as much as you want. Yeah. And the kids just couldn't wrap their head around that because they're blowing their parents' money, of course, that's $12 a ticket. And it's like, and I'm kicking you out a quarter of the way through the movie because you can't shut your trap. And you just wasted that, like that $12, you yeah. know, like, and they just didn't get it. So um, I think all, I think that's another thing, like you said, where they're catering to that movie going experience like i heard about this uh theater in des moines that um only lets adults in after seven o'clock des moines, like, des moines. Nice. yeah isn't that a weird <laughs> nice. place for for a movie theater like that like yeah De- des moines iowa so des moines i don't know it sounded really <laughs> interesting though but it's got that whole setup like you were talking about where it's got the restaurant it looked like this this theater looks like you have like your seat there's a table in front of it and they like give you your food from under that table and everything. You can order it right there and good burgers and craft beer. I mean, and it's catering to that adult market. Yeah. So the bummer about all that, cause I do love all that we're talking about in terms of the developments of how to make that, that experience an event. It really caters to an event movies. <laughs> so, so like the small, cool little indie flicks that we spent a lot of time. I, well, certainly I did at least go into, uh, those barely even, I mean, they get made kind of, but they get distributed differently. Like it was fun to see yep. those kind of films in a theater. Um, but you wouldn't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just wouldn't order food during those. It just feels like yeah. it's for certain kinds of movies. Um, and for that, it's really wonderful. Uh, Absolutely. Um, I think that's true. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to, I would, <laughs> it's not like I'd want to be eating a big greasy burger in the middle of like, I'm trying to think of a good example of one. Uh, oh, like when we went and saw um, the, I, the I, I can't even remember the title because it was so horrific. The fourteen-hour-long period piece on the Civil War. Oh, Gone with the wind. <laughs> Gone with the wind. I couldn't imagine watching that poor horse dying, like with the foam coming out of its mouth, and she's whipping it. Oh my God. And like the guy's like, "Here's your burger," you know. <laughs> 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 no way um uh, yeah so i can see that yeah it, i mean i don't know i'm sure there's theaters like this around both of you but even my local uh it's a chain of course but it's a regionalized chain uh tuesday nights they do throwback movies uh, i think sunday night no not sunday night uh, no sunday nights they do classic movies so like the throwback movies i would just movies from like 80s 90s maybe the 70s and then these classics are 40s 50s 60s oh nice. Um, and they're discounted prices but again they're just trying to get people in so they can sell them six dollar popcorns and you know and, yep. I, and i get that you know i'm not i'm not upset about that you don't have to go buy a popcorn uh but um 
there is an effort, I think, to do some of that. But but you're right, Dave. I mean, if there's an indie movie, I am probably going to catch it on my streaming service of choice. You yeah. know, I for better or for worse, that's probably going to be the case. Yeah. So I've kind of let I, I kind of let this talk go a little bit, but Double D called me this morning actually, just specifically to tell me about this. And uh, I there is a service right now that is in hot water. We're speaking of services like streaming services, mm-hmm. and then we're speaking of going to the movies. There is a service that you can pay ten dollars a month, and ninety two percent of the theaters in America will accept this membership. And you can see one movie a day for $10 a month. Whoa. If you go to the movies twice, it pays for the month. That, like, they, they're trying to get shut down by AMC right now uh, because AMC, originally, the membership started at $15 and it went all the way up to $50 in, the, in, the, in its first year. Here we go. Hey, Moto, welcome back, buddy. My name is Moto. Oh, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. Uh, that uh, our internet drops out. Uh, I don't know how many more times it's gonna do that. That's all right. We'll see. I, I, you know, I'm sorry that that happened. Oh, that sucks. Sh- yeah. Uh, uh, I was. What I was gonna say was I was so excited because uh, my friend, what can we call him? Timmy. Uh, <laughs> when he had a mullet. Yeah, but back in the day during soccer, when he had a mullet, they referred to it as his soccer cut. So I didn't know if any of you guys That's had heard awesome. the term soccer cut. <laughs> yeah, I think it is a pretty popular mullet-ish, like the Euro mullet. I think we've referenced it a couple times. I think it is a fairly popular cut for soccer play. I don't know why, but maybe because it, well, it's, it's badass. badass. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I was going to say, <laughs> and MMA, the oh, current uh, 145 champion, uh, no, 135 women's champion has a mullet. As um, she should. Vitor Belfort. That's so awesome. Oh, she's the beast. So I love it. It looks great. Yeah, it does. It looks super <laughs> cool. Twinkie. Uh, my, uh, <laughs> go ahead. my, my, one of my favorite mullets is uh, Ninja from Die Antwood. Have you seen? He, that's a South, it's a South African. Diplomatic band, immunity. Like, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you dumb son um, of a bitch. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, I can um, never let those two words go un no, un uh, no. yeah uncommented. Um, so, uh, but he's so, got he, <laughs> South Africa. He's got a fantastic mullet. I'll see if I can find a, a picture of it. <laughs> Moto, we, we uh, your three D glasses got on us on a talk of uh, of going to the movies. I think he's gone um, again. Oh, he, is he gone again? Yeah, I think so. Oh man, we love you, like, brother. Look at the look at the freezes though. Yeah. It's so perfect. That's classic Moto. Yeah. Well, what do you, Dave? What do you think? Let's open this beer and we'll get Moto on the next yeah, one because I'm that. I'm a little thirsty. Uh, yeah. Okay. So actually, what are you guys drinking? I want to do a capture. Standard. Ah, good old standard. Got the six <laughs> pounds today, or what's happening? Oh no, these are just these are the oh, three quarter the... pounders. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Oh, uh, just oh, no, my. but I got twelve of them if I need them. Ooh. So <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got there, Twinkie? I'm drinking a roadie from my favorite brewery, Great Divide. It's a uh, grapefruit rattler. Nice. I actually have something different, which is one of the reasons I mentioned that, because I never do. But um, the bride was in Ohio, and she brought me back a 
a Great Lakes uh, Lake Erie Monster, which ah, is a yeah, delicious nice. uh, but very potent beer. So I just got one of these because, yeah, we don't want that. But um, so, yeah, let's do it. I would like to do a shout out to the Smithville Inn shirt oh, yeah. there for a yes. second. That is, That's right. Uh, that is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I. It's, that is great. Vintage. Brings back awesome a lot stuff. of good memories. Yeah. A I'm lot of really it. shitty pool by me. <laughs> yeah, I never, I cannot play pool, but I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's crack. Let's crack these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, let's. I got. I. I got, I got. I'm so fucking stupid. I opened one already, so I'm going to open another one. <laughs> so that means I got two. I have to get through. Yeah. So it can be done. All right. On three. Oh wait, you ready? Yep. And. Wait, let me get closer. Three. Boom. Nice. Oh, gentlemen. This, gentlemen, gentlemen. This is the longest run. That's why we're making a big deal out of it. This is the longest uh, run of shows of the many uh, different things you and I have done. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, we've done not too terribly many, just the two of us. Oh, <laughs> What happens when you open two? The look on when your you face was priceless. Like you were like, are they are they looking? Because <laughs> he tried to drink two beers keep, at once. Keep talking, Dave. Keep talking. Yeah. He's drinking. Keep talking. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> okay. that was beautiful. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, uh, yeah. So the first first show we collaborated on, of course, was Palmer's Picks, and uh, we made twenty nine of those. And the thirtieth was a kind of a wrap up clip show that celebrated the show. And that is on our YouTube page. If you search Long Walk, Short Drink on YouTube, you can find it there. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube. We do put up videos there occasionally, as well as these uh, video streams of the live broadcast, which you can watch as they happen or after the fact. And yep. the, find all the reference videos we reference on the show. There's a playlist there for that. All kinds of good stuff. Um, you can also subscribe on Stitcher and uh, Google Play Music as well. Yep, and uh, iTunes, of course, uh, Yep. And SoundCloud as well. So, so please subscribe on all those things and uh, and uh, follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Did you say that? No, yet? that's where. Yeah, at LWSDPod on Twitter that we put. Yep. Try to post all the links there as well as uh, photos and whatnot from uh, the things we talk about and the screen grabs of the show. Um, so yeah, so the Palmer's picks was the first one. You then though did well. No, then we transitioned to the Mind of Philip, which was going to be a midnight matinee monthly show and we did two of those yep. but those were very time intensive so we uh we kind of stopped that but then you did two iterations of uh a podcast which i think is where i started to think of you as a podcast host <laughs> maybe you can tell us uh, about that yeah um well and, and we did that on uh we talked about this too in our the story of us right yeah, uh, the yeah. very very first episode yeah so um, yeah, I started with those mix CDs, the WPLMR mix CDs, which I wanted those to sound like a radio show. And then that's when I, when podcasting like kind of took off, you know, this is like the easiest forum to get your voice out. I feel like, um, that's a little, maybe YouTube, but you can, you know, vlog right on YouTube, but it's just so 
it was just so welcoming, you know, the, I, I felt like even from the very beginning, there was like, there was a, there's a whole, a whole community of open source music for me to draw from and open source sound effects that I could use. And, uh, I, I, if anything, I loved the ambition of the first WPLMR of just how, like, how much I, how big I wanted it to be. And then, so I did that and that ran as long as I was, you know, how long do you think that was like into the double digits, right? Or, Oh yeah. I think I got up, uh, like might, 20 episodes, maybe I might have it in my, more. in my iTunes library somewhere. I'll, I'll see if I can find out what you're telling So us. there, um, so there was that. And then I went, you know, I faded out for a little, like I did like a lot of podcasts do. They kind of just fade out. Um, and then, then I picked up the, like after my mom passed and I came back from Hawaii and I really needed a creative outlet and, uh, I was back in Rittman and, um, I, w I had this idea for like bringing WPLMR back, but like taking out all the elements that made it, uh, challenging. So just having like a talk show and that's when. I, you know, I lived with my sister and my niece who I'm actually closer in age to my niece than I am to my sister. And we were really close and I like our senses of humor really matched. And then Moto was in Ritman and our buddy Metcalf lived in Ritman still. <laughs> Chubbs. That's right. That's what we called him. Yep. <laughs> And uh, shit. Cause he was so skinny. He, he yeah. is he still like super skinny, like real skinny. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man. So, uh, so yeah. Um, and then we did that for about 10 episodes. I feel like somewhere around there and, uh, got to the biggest episode we had, which was like where we had like 12 people all just like mic'd in the same room, just having this awesome, like Thanksgiving conversation. And then that was like the last episode we did, I think. Yeah. And, uh, I was, I was on that for as, uh, for the first time in that second run, I was on, you know, was myself talking about my music in the first Palmer's or the first WPLMR, which I, I did find. I have eight episodes ending with the Thanksgiving special. Does that sound right? In in probably yeah, in that's, Hawaii. That's the mm -hmm. second. That's the second version. Uh, oh no, maybe that is the first one. Could that have been the end? I'm just wondering yeah. if they both ended around Thanksgiving time because that could, that's funny if that's true. Yeah, uh, the Thanksgiving <laughs> oh, special. Anyway. Um, because that's right after a Halloween special. So the, did it end while you were in Hawaii? Oh, yeah. The Halloween yeah, special. Halloween. Yeah, it must have been when it ended. Because it just started getting too much out there. And uh, Larry and I were kind of like growing apart a little bit. And um, it just fizzled out. It was intense. Yeah. I, I was eating a lot of cake and hanging out with Hawaiians and like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Hawaii. It's really hard to bring yourself to lock yourself into a basement bedroom for six hours to edit an episode when you're in Hawaii. Like, you, <laughs> you, you, like, you know, so, um, yeah, so that faded out. But this, I mean, look at this. Look at what this is. How far we've come with this. This is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing this for over a year now and uh, we're reaching and we've recorded more than 30 sessions, but we're just calling this number yeah. 30. But, but. I, and here's the cool thing is, is like, this is all kind of syncing up around the same time. Like we've been recording for a year and doing this show for a year. We've hit the 30 mark, which is longer than any project we've done together, which is fantastic. Um, 
We're having the whole staff on. Moto Moto <laughs> is joining has joined us again. Oh man. Such a, I, like I'm so excited that Moto is on this episode cuz we finally will get to use his theme song. Like yeah. finally. Oh, it's in 29. It's in, yeah. <laughs> oh, is it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, so stay tuned for that. We got to get Twinkie a theme song too. We got do we have one for Twinkie? I don't think so. No, no only the get- don't fucking call me Twinkie. Oh yeah, <laughs> Which I, I got too late. You call me Twinkie again? We're done. <laughs> we're done. Yeah. A lot of people have developed theme songs though, like, and then most yeah. of them make an appearance in Twenty Nine. Actually, even the Twinkie thing really? that, that he just mentioned. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is spectacular. We are up to three viewers. So hey, uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Our whole three viewers. Of uh, I'm I'm monitoring the chat right now. So. Uh, if you have anything you want us to talk about or a great long, long, short drink clip uh, or memory you want us to share, like, feel free to do that. Uh, the wizards behind the scenes will make sure that clip might make it into <laughs> the uh, the final mix of the episode once it launches. So I was going to start with one of my favorite things. Um, help, helping. Oh, no. Oh, the Internet is fucking us. <laughs> Motherfucking internet. The internet's great uh, as long as it's working for you. Otherwise, yeah. you get like shit taken away from Netflix like, or YouTube that you think is there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, I, I, I'm gonna get. I, I, I think when I think about this, I just, it's amazing to me in 2017 that we don't have universal coverage of high speed internet across this country. I mean, yep. Reliable. Every other first world country has this figured out. Now you can say that about virtually, you know, healthcare and all these other things, but but like, like, come on, internet. Yeah, we use it for the the smallest reasons, but also the largest of reasons. And how we just don't have it blanketing this country is just mind boggling to me. I don't know. I just don't get it. It's going to change when they start. I mean, because eventually it's going to get to the point where they're just going to need the internet to be able to track all of us. And then that's when it's going to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, why, you know, I'm sure wireless speeds will get to the point where you don't have to have cables. And of course that'll. Oh yeah. That'll still, help too. I mean, it's just uh, amazing to me. Isn't Denver Google fiber? Did you no, guys get um, Google fiber? No, they have some fiber, but it's through a different carrier and it's not, it's not throughout the, it's through like the core of the city, but I live in Denver proper and we don't have the ability to get it. It's only yeah. like specific neighborhoods and uh, got yeah. it. Mm. But I still have good, you know, good broadband right. internet. So that is one thing I miss about working for that, uh, the school that I, I taught for when this first started was they paid for business class internet in my house. Which oh yeah. Was nice. Fantastic. Um, Oh, I bet they have really man. good internet in Des Moines, Iowa. So <laughs> I, fucking you know, <laughs> when he turns the oh, side, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like touching your neck. It's like, yeah. oh man, it's so fantastic. You know, shout so out fantastic. to my wonderful partner who is dubious of this, but has yet to really say anything other than, well, it's starting to look like a mullet. <laughs> 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 She's generous and kind. In all fairness to me, it looked like you right now it looks more 
like a hipster haircut than a mullet, yeah. in my opinion. Right. What I need to do next time when I go in, so it's been about three, let's see, what is today? It's been almost a month since I got it cut. So it's growing in on the sides, but I want it cut down more on the sides. I want it almost like bare skin. Oh, that's so yeah. rad. <laughs> and even shorter in the top, but let yeah. the back just keep, I mean, full, <laughs> full. Don't touch the back. Thick. Yeah. You know, like oh man, if I if, like, I want to feel uh, when I when I'm walking, I want to feel like the heat from the hair on the back of my neck, like the sweat back there, <laughs> and then just the air flowing down the sides. Yeah. Oh, did you say oh, walking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Uh, well, we should. Uh, uh, I know Moto so. was just about to get into like some favorite things about the show. I, was that yeah. Palmer? Did you have this idea about what thirty would be with the clip thing, or did, was it something you came up with, I, or did uh, it just evolve? No, no. I, well, uh, originally the plan was we were going to have Moto and Double D host it, and then we were going to break in at the end and be like, "What the fuck? It's our thirtieth oh, episode." Because right. yeah. <laughs> we thought like we already talk about ourselves so much. Then to just like sit for four hours and be like, remember that time we talked about this? And that was so awesome. Man, I loved it when we talked about that. Just be like the Chris and, Farley uh, show. Like the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember that time when you talked about Star Wars? That was awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad oh, there isn't man. a category of like iTunes or podcasts that are just like self-referential, self-congratulatory because we could we could yeah. trend in that shit. <laughs> oh man, we totally could, totally, totally could. Moto, you back, buddy? Oh He's trying. yeah. Oh, there we go. You look pretty rocking yeah. in those glasses. They're three D glasses. I know. So I can watch. It's <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> I wore that because of the 3D and this, I like to be in a chameleon and yeah, wearing different shit all the time. Absolutely. Um, did you hear, did you guys hear that James Cameron is working? He's trying to get glasses list 3D for the next, for the next round of avatar movies. Like yeah. the next four avatar movies that he apparently already has written Four. wow. <laughs> How many years yeah, has it been just, since the first Blue Cats I, Dances with I, Wolves? <laughs> when when Pocahontas dances with wolves? Yeah. <laughs> no, Jake Sully. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like, uh, man, I, I more and more, I just so much value new ideas and new, in the video game industry, call it IP, you know. Yeah. But like new, just new content, new thoughts. It's like, I don't want four more Avatar movies. Will they be good? May sure. Th let's say they are good. That's great. But like James Cameron, I'm sure can come up with all kinds of awesome new stuff. Yeah. Give me something new. As much as I'm excited <laughs> for Blade Runner 2049, I want new stuff too. Right. You know? Have you guys started to notice that anything that is outside of it really seems intriguing, at least initially, even if it starts to like, even once you start to dig even past the surface, you're like, oh, no, I wouldn't be interested in that movie at all. But even if the trailer doesn't have like the sound and like stuff exploding and superheroes in it, like I'm I that stuff catches my eye even now where I'm like, oh, I want to watch that trailer. And I might 30 seconds in turn it off because I'm like, nope, not what it looked like from the thumb, you know, the the thumbnail. 
but just because it's different, that catches my attention now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I would, I would echo that. Well, just as we're talking talking about new things, uh, maybe we should dig into the 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 sort of idea of the show or this the episode thirty, which was to talk about some of our favorite past things from the show. Yeah, but then we'll we'll look forward, of course. Uh, I know Moto was starting to look back. Oh, yeah, so I was getting ready to talk about one, one of his favorites. <laughs> Let's, Let's hear, hear what Moto has to say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know what you guys heard and didn't hear. I said, because uh, it, it's the beginning, and in, in the beginning of this, the uh, podcast, there's the theme song. So getting to be a part of the theme song, you know, helping that be a real thing from Dave's ideas and everyone's ideas, you know. That's definitely one of mine. Uh, that was one, one of the things I wrote down was the theme song, because... Um, you know, Palmer and I recorded for a while without any idea of something like that. And then I started to think about, oh, it'd be cool to have a theme song. And we were talking about a lot of 80s stuff. So uh, so I started singing this thing in my car. Actually, there is a clip about it that uh, we'll roll in now for the podcast. I, I, yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But How I'll, do you know you have a professional <laughs> podcast? <laughs> when you make your own white noise oh, for transitions. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. So I started to sing in my iPhone, just singing the first words that came to mind. But within like 20 minutes and I guess a five-minute file, I started to hit upon what felt like a... So I hit upon a chorus that has been stuck in my head for a week and a half. I can't stop singing this thing in, in my head. <laughs> And I'll sing it, so I'll sing it here so that it's part of this record, I guess. But I don't remember all the words because mostly I just kept singing, uh, singing the word, the, the title over and over again. So it's like, it's a long walk for a short drink. <laughs> long walk, short drink. Anyway, it goes on and on. Since, since I first came up with it, I keep inserting a bunch of like fucks in between. <laughs> So, <laughs> I swear I'm walking around like my building, getting into the elevator stuff, and and someone is someone's gonna catch me, and I'm because I'm just singing under my breath. I'm like, it's a fucking long walk, <laughs> <laughs> and then like the end of it's like, get there eventually. <laughs> It's so much better to see you doing it. Oh, you gotta make like you gotta clench your fist and raise it and kind of shake your head. Yeah. <laughs> so, Moto, maybe you can t t talk about it from your uh, perspective, if you would. Uh... Yes, yeah, basically like how the story ends or any song you bring to me. But uh, just uh, this one was fun because it was ridiculous, and you uh, kind of laid the grounds out, and uh, just I I tried to the Rocky theme song was inspiring to me with the bass and the drive. Oh, you mean bum, the bum, from? Bum, bum. Are you talking the normal, like the famous Rocky theme song, or the one from like Rocky Four, where it's, um, uh, what is it? How does it? How does that one go? It's like, I have the tiger. I think is what I'm thinking. Oh, of. I have the tiger. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that was an influence. Bow, Very bow, cool. Bow, 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 and just, but. Uh, how, yeah, tell tell us a bit. Yeah, tell us how you translated that like seven to ten minutes of nonsense that I sent you to uh, like the ninety seconds of of bliss that we now enjoy. Yeah, we've we've actually gotten comments on how great our theme song is. Like, 
that's great. That's that's no shit. Like that's true. Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome. And it was Dave. You know, I just took what Dave was doing, and uh, I love Drop D, and so I uh, found some, and I actually used some tool galloping stuff but um and the the chords ended up being like uh, darkest of days back from the steve days so <laughs> this whole thing has so much self-referential <laughs> stuff in it so well for for those who are not guitar players drop d is where you tune the lowest guitar string down what is it like a, a half step or a whole, whole, whole note. a whole note so you get a much richer sound uh what was the second thing you're like drop d and then some sort of effect i didn't even know what that was what was the effect you're talking about Oh, just the the way I played. There was some Tool inspired galloping. Oh, Tool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the band Tool. Yes. And then he, he mentioned a song called "Darkest of Days," which uh, listeners to the podcast might recognize the reference to the band Steve. There's a bunch of cabin kids. Yeah. Uh, but 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 I don't think it really does justice to say that you just like took it from what I sent you because I sent you no musical instruments, just me like singing nonsense. Um, I think I got to the melody of the chorus. Maybe it's probably the thing you could seize upon the yeah. most. Can we uh, can we tweet out when this when this episode launches? Um, let's tweet out. Do you think would you be willing to share that original recording that you <laughs> oh, sent? Oh, absolutely, Moto? yeah. <laughs> so that it's way serious. we can like yeah. so we can hear the very like the what the inspiration was <laughs> yeah. for him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> to make our theme song. If we could like absolutely. Um, I think if the, if it rolls into the actual theme song, that would be spectacular. I, so they if, can at least hear that. If he posts it, you're going to hear it. He, he, he gets to a melody. It's been a long walk for a short drink. He's saying it different. But <laughs> oh, I yeah. got to be my weird guy, too. So Yeah. Uh, oh, no. I, would. <laughs> and, I, and I've heard that. I've heard that seven-minute recording in the car, and it's fantastic. So I'm well, glad that we're sharing that out because it's so good. <laughs> I mean, it's silly. Oh, it's not like, oh my god, this is amazing. It's more like, kind of laugh out loud. Not, like, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, this yeah, would be appropriate. Especially for knowing nonsense. you're commuting to work and like <laughs> yeah. singing it in the car, which <laughs> makes it so much better. Like, so 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 much better. Moto referenced. Uh, he's like, oh, it's like how the story ends, which is a, a song that was off the this last uh, an album that I made with him called The Furious Light, and actually that was a song that came about in the same way but I, I, I actually sang it on the way basically incrementally on the way to work and sent it to him and said i wanted to be like a nine inch nails vibe shocking for podcast listeners and uh and he made this really cool thing out of it so i'll, I'll tweet a link to that as well because that's got some visuals oh, cool. um so somehow i've never you know wrecked the car well it's not dangerous <laughs> i literally i just i you know i've got two hands on the wheel one of them happens to have my iphone in it so and then i'm just yep. singing as people do Making yeah. songs on your commute. <laughs> if you knew, if you knew some of the things that I've done doing seventy five miles an hour down Route seventy, come trying to just like get home as fast as possible. Like seriously, <laughs> recording a podcast theme song is nothing. <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> oh man, what else can oh. you tell us about it though, Moto? Like, what sort of sounds were you going for, and uh, you know what it oh, what, just how. Cause I don't know. I, I think I, what did I do? What did I ask for when I sent you all that? <laughs> did I just like, Hey, Stan check Bush. this out. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, we were like Stan Bush came up on like five episodes in a row leading up to the theme song. Like <laughs> that's right. He was in like turbo kid, which we were watching and uh, we were getting yep. into JCVD early on and talking about how awesome that that singer is and so that's yeah i think that's probably why it was on my mind that i was like we should have that kind of a a theme song um 
But so you were, did you reference any particular Stan Bush uh, music or, I, I, to me that guitar solo almost has a Clapton tone to it, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just in the key of D and a wah. I don't know. And I was trying to do a voicing with the melody you came up with and you're on your drive and 80s vibe, you know, where the title had to be in the, that was all this, the theme yep. song is, the title. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, if you if you if the only lyrics are the title, they need to be in there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much it. I mean, eighties vibe, Stan Bush, but it was fun to be a part of that. And you know, it's just uh, what else? You know, I have down here cabin stuff, and just you know, Twinkie, Mister J, Shamrock, Ash, uh, Cyborg, just all that. You know, it's just the as far as the best of and best moments. Is like the evolution of everything and everybody coming on. And we have done quite a bit of stuff that we have talked about and followed through, but not Swiss Army Man yet. <laughs> not Swiss Army Man. I'm going to make you sons of bitches watch Swiss Army yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, not the RoboCop episode. Like Double D wants the RoboCop episode. Oh, well, like, then cool. he will have it. Well, tell him to get yeah. on camera. If he gets on in the next 10 minutes, then we'll do RoboCop, like, soon. Like, oh! next. <laughs> I'm, I'm texting. Because like, I watched it. I'm right ready. Now. Oh, yeah, tell him. I mean, I'm sure he's, like, yeah. trying to, you know, raise raise little human beings right now. Yeah. But, like, fucking get on mic, dude. I don't talk like that. Get the that. fuck on here. <laughs> what were you going to say, Twinkie? Bro. No, just, <laughs> I've watched... Um, uh, you know, obviously the original RoboCop. I don't think I've watched the like the 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 um, sequels back in the '80s. But do not. Well, I don't. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. But the the remake RoboCop. You know, I just again, it's like ah, uh, I don't. I don't know if you needed to do that. Yeah, it's. You just. I've started to not just, watch certain remakes just because I yeah. don't want them in my brain. <laughs> I almost on the flight. I talked about in 29. My flight over to Europe and stuff and you can watch all these things and one of them was the Lethal Weapon TV series which I've avoided but it was just there and I had like 20 minutes to kill so I started it and I barely got anywhere I like I got like 30 seconds in I was like wait no no I don't want this in my I don't even want I've heard it's good but like I there's certain things I just don't want floating around up there yeah I think the thing that kind of gets me is occasionally there is you know, a really solid remake. Uh, Palmer mentioned one earlier in this, just this episode with Judge Dredd, um, wh which was just really well done and, and frankly, better than the original. But that's so rare that, you know, I think like Total Recall has been redone recently. I was trying to just really off the top of my head think of like to go through some of the more sci-fi things that I'm interested in. And um, it's like, I don't, Give me something new, you know, and but it's hard, right? Studios want to green light things that have at least some sort of guaranteed cash in the front of them. Yep, we want money, yeah. money, and money, so, money, money, and a recognizable IP. That's like they throw yep. that around too. Like people, they'll go yeah. to go to a movie, which just is to why say. when it comes to people like Ryan Johnson, who of course is doing the Star Wars movie, uh, yep, Episode Eight, who who did things like Looper and Brick, I value people like that because they have an eye for these new concepts and fresh ideas and they have can execute them just so well. And I, I mean, I admire that incredibly um, and try to support that as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, uh, 
What'd you think of looper? Just like, like one sentence. What'd you think of looper? Um, so I enjoyed the, the story, the timeline, the world building. Um, I've, I've read some stuff that, uh, that Ryan has talked about saying how that he, he, he battled himself on the ending a little bit and, and kind of the back, like not even the back third, probably the back quarter to eighth. Um, <gasps> Oh Uh-oh. shit! Sorry, somebody's oh. down for some RoboCop. <laughs> Dead or alive, you're it coming took with one me. Text about RoboCop and Double D's like, come on. <laughs> That's how it Robo-cop is. RoboCop, it is. <laughs> this is long walk, short drink history, people. Yeah. Wow. It's official. The full LWSD staff is right now live. On Long Mark Short Drink episode 30. This my dreams are coming true right now. Like boom. All three of my cabins are existing right now on this podcast. All oh, three that's of spectacular. Them. Welcome, Double D. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> oh, it is truly my pleasure. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. So I think I was a Twinkie. I didn't mean to I, I hate to interrupt, but I had to have it happen for, for Robocop. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Far more extreme things have been done for things of lesser value, so yeah. we can understand. Yeah. I really admire this commitment. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, oh man, I I said what? Like, all I said was I was like, uh, Double D is really upset that we still haven't done the RoboCop episode. And Dave was like, tell him if he's on in the next ten minutes, we'll do it. Next, I believe, or in the near future. <laughs> I added the next, but we're doing yeah. the Disney episode next, which Double D should be on for that too. So, right. I'm ready for RoboCop uh, anytime. I watched it when in uh, Palmer's going through a rough time. I'm like, if I watch RoboCop, which he wanted me to watch, <laughs> it's honoring him somehow. <laughs> so, That's right. So I've got notes on. I'm ready. So we like. Well, you guys were talking about like while I was sending the text to Double D to get on. Uh, you guys were talking about sequels that don't need to happen in that RoboCop. Or remakes, remakes yeah. that don't that don't need to happen, and that RoboCop being one of them. The strong, like I watched it, and it was a piece of garbage. Uh, and the strongest thing is, like, I mean, RoboCop is pushed boundaries in the '80s when that was made. The whole intent was to push boundaries, push the MPAA, push everything. That like it was a it, it's a satire. It's it in about the um just the excess of the Reaganomics and, and what that did to our nation. And then they do this watered down PG 13. Here's robots blowing shit up. No, like you missed, you missed the mark. Like you just missed the mark. And I think that Hollywood did like just continually does that. I, I, I thought the, the superhero bubble was going to pop though five years ago. And now we're on like, we're getting ready to do year 10, year 11 of the Marvel cinematic universe, which is just outrageous. They're still going strong too. Like Spider-Man homecoming was great. I thought anyway. Yeah. Oh no. I thought Spider-Man homecoming was fantastic. Like that's the problem is like you want new stuff, but they keep doing the old stuff kind of well, like the stuff that at least the, like the Marvel stuff and the star Wars stuff and um, all that, like they do it really well. Like, like you still enjoy it. It's still palatable, you know, like, so I don't know. We got to bring double D on somehow, like formally here. I don't know what to do or how, but like, this is, uh, 
So, for listeners of the podcast, you're going to know of Double D, but uh, this is the first time you get to hear from Double D, so I don't know how best to like make the most of that, but we got to. We got to try. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for the introduction. Moto just had to play my, my intro like six times back to back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry about that, Moto. I don't know if you like uh, that one, but I thought it was motivating and... Oh, I love it. It's spectacular. Um, awesome. awesome. I was I was actually thinking as soon as I came on, I would just start talking about like death and dying and, and killing and, and more death and, and more dying. And <laughs> just about every third or fourth word would be death or dying. <laughs> and cyborg music. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be on. It's so it's it's fantastic. It's um it's neat to finally be to be in the mix. Um, on the on the first time through, as opposed to uh, listening, you know, after after they come out and um, but yeah, this is exciting and and to be on with Twinkie and uh, that's yeah, likewise, it's nice to meet you face to face. One of the first of times, yeah, kind of face. in a way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just like totally geeking out on all my friends. <laughs> like I could cry right now, like seeing all you guys together. <laughs> And we're like all in the same space and all like talking about the stuff we love, which is us. How fucking awesome is this? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Shit, it is a good time to be alive and be awesome. Welcome to Long Walk Short Drink episode 30. Fuck. God damn, this is spectacular. <laughs> Fuck. I was just thinking with uh, the addition of Double D here, it might be a great out. Um, well, for me, Double D is the only outside perspective on this fishbowl. So I know, uh, Palmer, two of you have been friends for for quite a while now, but it was a really, really touching thing for me um, at this at, to be like 37, 30. Now I'm 38. But to have like some someone that I didn't know respond so well and um, seemingly like intimately somehow with my 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 little world <laughs> was really was really nice. Um, but so double D, this is a kind of a retrospective, <laughs> pretty early <laughs> in the run of a podcast. But um, you've been, I think, though I don't know the details, something of a. Um, of a secret historian of the podcast already. So I was wondering if you could maybe talk about how you, you came to listen to it. Uh, you know, as, as we're looking back over to starting, we're sharing some things that we like about the show and then we'll get into things that we're going to do in the future. But maybe if you could just tell us how you, how you kind of came to listen to it, how you can embear these long episodes and um, what are some of your maybe, you know, favorite moments from, it's just like tell me tell t- just tell me how me and Palmer are awesome if you would are awesome that's <laughs> I, like please, <laughs> please that's not so much what I'm interested in. I'm I'm so much more interested in like how you came to it and 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 uh, how you can stand it <laughs> right um, <laughs> most it's got to be sitting because uh, the episodes are so long you you can't stand yeah. through them <laughs> your feet would fucking fall off are you kidding me. <laughs> Well, Palmer sometimes does have to stand up because he sits too long. It's uh, a yeah. yeah, it takes yeah. a lot of endurance. Yeah, yeah it, it does, really it does. does. <laughs> it really, really does. I just need a better chair. Sorry. Go ahead, Double D. No, you're fine. So, um, basically, so I met Palmer at um at at a, where we ended up working. We ended up working together. 
Um, and it wasn't very long after he that he started working there that that we really hit it off. Um, it helped that we were kind of the only uh, men in the um, in the department. Um, so we of course kind of gravitated together and and um, just like I said, we really just hit it off. Our likes and and taste in in movies and and oh my gosh, uh, comedians, stand up comics. Um, oh, shout yeah. out Sinbad. And, <laughs> Like Sinbad, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, poor Sinbad. Um, Sinbad lives with me now. <laughs> yeah. And just so you know, you are so far off on that. You, I don't know what Sinbad you're pulling from, but it wasn't Afros and Bell Bottoms. No. It was not. It was the earlier one. I sent that. Did I? Did you guys remember? Did you guys get that? I sent the one that I kept referencing. I remember There's you corrected another... it. Yeah, because I was like, I don't remember this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, the whole time, and then he even says in the movie, he's like, he's gonna call me out if this is the wrong one. But I know I remember this very clearly, and I'm like, <laughs> and he's been holding on to it until this moment, no. so he can be like, Palmer yeah. was fucking wrong. Yeah, way it wrong. Had, it had to go out to everybody. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you just coming in when you feel like you, it. Just come in when he feels like it. Just, <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, boy. I didn't eat the cookie god <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh goodness so so Palmer introduces me to this he says you know uh, me and my buddy Dave that I knew from high school um, putting together a podcast and, and we're you know just throwing it out there and, and gonna see you know see who likes it if it sticks and, and it's just something that uh, you know I want to kind of reminisce and, and kind of you know, touch base with people that, that meant so much to me when I was growing up, which, I mean, it's weird, but it's, you know, it's just uh, the same with, with Palmer, and, and he means so much to me as I'm still growing up. Um, and it's it's just a spectacular thing to see the camaraderie and, and to hear the stories about, about the cabin, especially. Um, and I know that you guys have talked about, you know, like, we want to hear about other people's cabin stories, and um, while I'm sure that, the, that those are out there, I think that the cabin stories that you guys have are very uh, unique. Um, I would, I, I can't think of. Yeah, I had friends. Um, you know, there there was a, a group of people that I hung out with, and and that you know we'd go over to their house or you know we'd watch movies, and, and a lot of times they'd come to our house. We had a pool table into my basement and stuff like that. But um, as far as like cabin kids, there's there just isn't anything that really kind of touches the the stories that have come out from from all of you guys and and sharing in these amazing um experiences at a time when you're so impressionable and and there's just you know you're you're it doesn't make sense to think about it but you're making lifetime changes and lifetime decisions when you there when you have no no reason to be making them at that point in your life <laughs> um and and the the way that you guys all came together and that experience is just I, I really think it's really kind of unique and unheard of, um, and I've got I've got my best friend that I grew up with in since kindergarten, um, and you know we were thick as thieves for as long as I can remember, and um, and we've we've got stories and that kind of stuff, but it's you know it's he and I, um, and then his older brother and stuff like that would uh, there's some things that would always happen, but nothing nothing like um, what what you guys had growing up and and. At that time in your lives, that's just awesome. I, I I beg to differ because I've heard stories about you and Sumo Dog, and I that is your cabin. It doesn't matter how many people were in that cabin, but that is your cabin, and that's that's what I'm talking about. That's what I like to see. 
There's your beautiful wife right there in the background. Yeah, I don't Hey-o. think she knows that she's on camera right now. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, we probably shouldn't. <laughs> hey! Palmer just blew you a kiss. Don't. Hey, that's my girl. Don't you touch her. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I will flirt with anybody's oh. wife I want to. You got it? <laughs> I don't want to derail all this uh, this wonderfulness, but I just got this in the mail the other day. This Shout Factory. Holy shit. I saw that. Like, yes. Oh, oh, Two my hour wow. documentary about the making of Teen Wolf. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I'm. That 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 can't happen, Dave. It's it's oh. clearly stated that any documentary has to be shorter than the actual film. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have rules around that's, here, you know. That's right. That's Reference right. Cyborg episode. Oh <laughs> man, I I made that rule. Listen, I watched Cyborg and I was like, I'm not fucking talking about this movie longer than this movie. <laughs> that's why I made that rule. <laughs> it's a great rule. Uh, it is you know what it's a totally fair rule i think like oh man it's funny because um before i got on mic today i was talking to my lovely wife um known on this podcast as the bride and she was uh she was asking about what we were going to be doing and whatnot and at a certain point she was like you know if you if you guys want to get listeners you got to bring it in at under an hour (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, was like, oh. I was like, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> that's impossible for us. So I think the rule of like talking about a movie for as long as it lasts is a perfect rule for a podcast of our sort. And I was just Absolutely. thinking that it might be worth uh, discussing amongst this um, this panel here, the length of the podcast <laughs> and uh, the, the, the pros and cons. But one more thing, just the Teen Wolf. Coming soon, as I mentioned earlier, the goddamn animated series. Oh, yes. it is a great time to be alive as long as, you know, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, but yeah. So uh, I'll do this. I'll do the silent salute for that. Yeah. Let's just do a moment of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hugh Missio's song, Middle Fingers in the Air. Yeah. Uh, right, I got to open windows. It's hot up in this bitch, but yeah. Podcast length, go. <laughs> I've got the biggest puck. The length, it's great. The length, it's great. Wouldn't change a thing. Everybody says yeah. it's it's fine. It's the perfect size. Don't change a thing. Uh, what about your length? I want it to be bigly. Bigly. <laughs> yeah. Our episodes big, are bigly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Um, I well, I know. From my perspective, we already talked about my bot, like the like the endurance that it takes to record one of these, right? Um, it also is like an it's it's a marathon for your liver sometimes if you're if you're not careful. Uh, I, I'm thinking you to the nine beer episode that like <laughs> where I I I wait until the end to reveal that where I'm just like, hey, by the way, I had nine beers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't see straight anymore. Yeah. Um yeah, I I'm, I'm interested. I I like the dis- I I'm interested to hear other people's comments, but I think you could definitely have the long marathon session, but maybe you have the ability to split it out so that you would have you know, maybe you do record for 3 hours on a Wednesday night, but that is 3 episodes worth of content if you can right. find a way to 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 split it up. Yeah. That's, I mean, we, and that's a great idea. My only thing with that is the, then it starts to be a month before it's, and then it's not topical anymore. I kind of liked where we got to the point where we were pseudo topical 
You know, we're at least talking about stuff. That first season, I felt like we were, we had already recorded all of that. It was all ready to go before we started launching. And so none of that was topical, which was good that most of it centered on us just setting up the podcast. So it was really internal. We didn't go outside of ourselves a lot uh, in that first batch of episodes. So it worked out perfect. Um, but I think that's, I think totally splitting it up. My only argument to the like really long podcast is, is the Joe Rogan experience. Like that podcast, those episodes are minimum two hours, upwards of four to five hours long each. And really? that guy's got a thousand episodes. Oh my God. A thousand episodes. Like he also interviews absolutely the most interesting people you'd ever want to hear a four hour interview with, you know? That's so, yeah, that's true. It's interesting to hear it from from our listener, <laughs> from to to hear it from our one of our our uh, yeah steadfast listeners. As as one of the people that edits it, I definitely think about that a lot. Like, could it should it be shorter? And what I have found because I do condense a lot of things. Uh, Twenty nine that just came out was done over two sessions, which is rare. Um, and I did stream it together as though it it should feel like one, but. Uh, yeah, there's so many kind of callbacks and just a general flow of a conversation that uh, it's sure. it's it's tough to do. But I, I do think about it sometimes, and definitely Palmer and I have talked about like let's aim for two hours. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's possible. It's still a you know it's How's still that a, working out a, for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's conceivable. Yeah. Unconceivable. But... You, you keep using that word. <laughs> means what you think it means <laughs> my, my thing when i was telling the bride today when she was saying that is like a i i just cannot think about the podcast in terms of like trying to get listeners um palmer and i yeah. had a conversation that this this not part of one of the episodes that but we had in one of the sessions where i was like i was considering it's like you know i know we talked a lot about like when we were younger mm-hmm. and all this and there are people like the kind of the place where people are doing that outside of the podcast, you know, where the most of the, you know, the culture is doing that. It's like on Facebook, which of course we hate Facebook, but we've talked about it. I mean, uh, Palmer and I do, but we were talking, I, I thought like, you know, if I set up an Instagram page, which is owned by Facebook, I could just post the picture, same as I would a uh, Twitter and it'll auto post to a Facebook thing. And that way, if we can be where the, where a potential audience is without necessarily courting them. And he's like, no, I'm happy not to be on that. And I was like, oh, I'm happy to hear you say that. Fuck that. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I just don't like, I don't want to put I the mean, pressure of that on the show for myself of uh, trying to get listeners. Cause I tried to get listeners as a musician for 10 years. And eventually that was a huge part of why I had to re- pull back from that a bit because that's, that's like soul crushing in a way you don't want to know about. Um, so, so I love the idea of it. It's like, if we have a, if we're having a long conversation like that, it's because we're really engaged and I, I can't, right. uh, yeah. can't see cutting off. This is definitely not to tell Twinkie. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> Cause I, I'm happy no, to no, hear that I, feedback actually, but yeah, I just think that if you were looking for ways to, to like, uh, do multiple, you know, you're trying to do a, the Disney episode and a RoboCop episode, you could do two hour and a half episodes of something that wasn't necessarily time sensitive like that. Oh yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Like, Um, so we would sit down and we would get both of those out of the way. Yeah. And that would actually, you know, that's a great idea just because I would want double, like double D has fought for this RoboCop episode. (laughs) I would want double D to be a part of that conversation 
and it would be easier to double up on getting him like if we know he's going to come on for the oh, disney yeah. episode saying okay like disney talk is done now let's talk about robocop you know what I, and like now we're on the robocop episode yeah. so that is a that's actually a fantastic idea. That's why I yeah. wanted you to but, be a part of the staff. Dave, Dave is right. Smart like that. You know, you got to, then you're, you're kind of limiting yourself on some of the callbacks and, you know, uh, are you going to be more drunk on RoboCop than you were on Disney? And, you know, Probably. Like, Probably. You know, so be that would only make it better, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think that's man. probably the only way to do RoboCop justice. Yeah. yeah. Or actually, or maybe yeah. Disney justice. Maybe it should be the other way. Trouble. <laughs> oh, so we were talking about um uh oh you know what i don't I, well i have one other idea i don't want to forget to say one thing we have only done once but that if as because we've only recent semi-recently moved to this kind of every other week uh publishing uh schedule which is really to help facilitate the or help to to help accommodate rather the just the time that it takes moto and me to to edit together the podcast to be what they what they are when you hear them in audio form. Um, of course, if you follow on these video hangouts, you could watch, you could be way ahead of everything um, and very current. Um, but the the idea, uh, if you wanted to be timely, we could do a double shot, um, like oh, we yeah. did when sure. Rogue One came out. Yes. Oh God. Double D. <laughs> oh, love it. But so we could come on like uh, if we we do the pre-recorded thing as, but if we're, there's something we wanted to talk about, we could always come on do a double shot as a Google Hangout that we you know don't necessarily do as much to, and people have a different expectation of a double shot as being like, hey, we're breaking into the flow of things to get current right. uh, uh, about something that's important. And then it'll just be like a 0. 0.5 or whatever. Or I don't know, just the thought. And then we could just rip. And then if that's the case, then we'll just rip the audio right out of the YouTube. Yeah. The, the yeah. live hangout and then put that out on the podcast too. So that way the, it's still an MP3 or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So, and just, there's a different understanding, but you get to have that, uh, that current. Uh, take and I, I like the idea of starting to utilize YouTube more as well, just because it's just, that is a platform that I can get behind. Like, I don't want to, I'm not worried about putting content out on Instagram or Facebook, but a platform like YouTube that is just so conducive to us getting content out. I mean, it's free, it's video, they host it. Like, uh, you don't have to do anything but sit in front of the camera to get it up there, basically. Like, of course, you can do more to make it look better, but that's the minimum is just sit down and hit record and it they'll put it out and it's good to go. So I like the idea of us utilizing YouTube more because it makes it easier on editing and it makes it easier on, uh, and it makes it quicker to get content up. So that's a segue to a future thing that, uh, I, I want to talk about, but I do want to ask something like I had a couple questions about the length too. And this would be for Dave and Moto. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> nice, hey. Nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, um, I, so for Dave and Moto editing wise with the length, like you, you kind of touched on it a little bit. We've gone to the, so, we've gone to the, we use a every term? two weeks <laughs> running yeah. time, running time. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, what, so like, can you talk about like what, what impact does the, I know the length that we talk and the number of people we have talking can greatly affect 
the amount of work of editing it takes to get that. Like I'm thinking of the revenge episode, um, which we can put a good clip in here. If we can get Mr. (laughs) J, Mr. J uh, saying uh, like all, like what is most important in life right now? Like letting us know what's most important in life. That would be, that's one of my clips. You know, it kind of goes back to what Palmer was saying about the needing a sense of honor. Um, I grew up very much, you know, I'm a big fantasy nerd. I'm a big, you know, D&D nerd. And I always like, you know, the knights and stuff like that. And honor was always very important to me. And I think that when you look at Conan, he he's basically pursuing what he thinks is right, um, regardless of what society says, regardless of, you know, wherever he is in life. I think that it goes back to that code of honor. And um, that's something that in a personal level, that my father has always kind of done um, and lived by that code. And it's made me kind of what it means to be like, I think we all have like kind of that idea of what it means to be a man. And I think that also, that also ties into it as well is the idea of doing what's right, regardless of, you know, whether it's the socially acceptable thing, whether it's the, you know, um, easiest thing, because it never is. And I think um, kind of wrapping it up with Conan that, you know, he's, a, a really a, a man born for revenge in, in a simple way. And he's just trying to do what he feels is right in, in getting the revenge for his family and getting the revenge for his, uh, his mother and his father. Um, so I think that's kind of the wrap up for me is, is kind of going back to that connection with my, with my, my, uh, my dad and, you know, that early kind of what it means to be a man, and how to be a man and how to do what's right. And all that. So I, I don't know if that was kind of rambling, but that's no, that's, that's great. Well, I do need to know from your estimation yeah. what is best in life. <laughs> to, to crush your enemies, yes. to see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentations of the women. Yes, yes, that is <laughs> that's what I needed. Thank you so much. <laughs> so now that we know what's most important in life, uh, what, can you talk to us a little bit about? Um, What's your guys? Because you do, I, I, I feel like nothing I do to support the show is ever going to come close to what you guys put into getting the show out there. Well, it's apples and oranges, really. Like it's a, it's just totally different, uh, uh, yeah. things. <laughs> I agree, and it's uh, well, obviously, like I'm having dropouts, and I'm like here and there. When we get to edit it all together, I mean, like I remember my last time I played out music. We fucked up so many times. I didn't even want to be in front of people again. And but through editing, we got to cut the bad parts out and present some decent things. And so that's kind of what the post-production is, is like get rid of some of the things that maybe weren't <clears throat> exciting or, um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, for my first when I will usually, I've always edited the early episodes. Uh, I think one of the first ones that Moto took the reins on was like number 10, like the stand episode, I think. Um, and even now since then, uh, I tend to send, I tend to give him the editing duties when it's not like a, when it, like not for a show like The Revenge Show. So for example, like, you know, Palmer says he's got a great ear for conversation. Like I do not have a great ear for conversation. However, based on the way that I've spent my life and the skills I developed, I do have a pretty good ear for like, oh, this could come out of a recorded conversation to make it shorter or more cohesive. So a lot of times when we're talking about stuff, um, 
to pull back the this is definitely a pull back the curtain segment. So what the hell? So in the last episode that we would have posted that unfortunately um, two fifths of us haven't heard or seen yet um, was uh, episode twenty nine. We were about to talk to Pumps, uh, who you'll hear on the next episode. Uh, you know, for Cabin Kids Volume 2. We knew this was going to be pretty big, but based on the way that we'd been recording every other, or, or like staggering the release of stuff, we were pretty far removed from the present. I'd gone to Europe, which was kind of a fun thing to talk about. Palmer had some things that he wanted to talk about. And I was, I was like, I can't imagine us keeping pumps waiting for like two hours before we get to him and then shortchanging that. So let's get on mic first. Maybe we can talk a bit about, you know... What what we what um, Europe etc. and then uh, and then we'll do like record that the day before so then we'll stitch them together and then we ended up talking for like two and a half hours and we kept saying like oh pumps is coming up next pumps is coming up next and and at the end of it we didn't even get to the major king corner we wanted to get to and we were already at this like long episode so I'm like I bet I could cut all that out and so that ended up being several sessions so that's an extreme example but. I definitely, there have been a number of times where I have taken four and a half hour conversations and edited them down to like a less than four hour podcast, which seems like a worthwhile endeavor. <laughs> um, and just like to make it palatable, I guess, you know, they are long conversations. So I try to cut out the things that feel like they break the flow, you know, of of how, how the kind of emotional thread of the thing. So that takes, if it's a two hour episode, that's like a bare minimum. Like you're going to have to listen to two hours. And if it's a four hour episode, likewise, good example to wrap, right. to wrap this up is that, that extreme example of the multi-part uh, pumps, pre pumps episode 29 pre previous to this. What I'll do is I'll, I'll get a mix down of our whole thing. And on my commutes, I'll make like barely legible notes at stoplights and stuff about where, what, where I should cut things out. So I get to get that out of the way in the car. And uh, so that was about probably close to like four and a half, five hours of content for that episode. And it took me about five hours to cut before I sent it to Moto. That's that's pretty good, like uh, in terms of a time investment. Um, and definitely worthwhile yeah. to me to have a three, three, three and a half, four, 340 episode that is cohesive, you know? Anyway, I feel like this is way too inside baseball, but it's like, I think it's a worthwhile thing to do the edits for the... Are you saying it's a long walk? Yeah, for a very <laughs> short a drink. For a short drink, yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, I don't want to say it now, but I, I'd like to come back to that as my, as my contribution to the thing that I like about the show, is how the name came about. But in any event, so it takes time to edit, but it feels very worthwhile to me. And then, of course, there's the whole other past that Moto can speak to where he adds his kind of commentary on the whole thing. Which just take to me, it's like it's like awesome. We had the conversation, and then the edit comes together, and the conversation is all streamlined. But the magic, the, that last step, I oh, think, is sweet. where the magic comes in. Like it's just that's what makes it palatable. I tried to behave myself, but uh, you know, like twenty nine, I just went nuts two hours through, and then it was King Corner, and I'm like, well, I'll just let it breathe, you know. And then I did a lot of less stuff in the king corner which seems to be a theme but uh i have fun and hopefully other people have fun too and oh man it just i mean you get shout outs so much moto where dave and i will, will, <laughs> yeah. will geek out about the last episode we listened to and it's like we're like the beep yeah. 
which it's going to play right there where I said it. When I say beep, the beep happens. Beep. That was the first beep. one, I think. Was the yeah, first, and like, like, that was auto- like the first. Yep. Yep. And I was like, yeah. that gives it this flavor that not that neither of us would have brought to it. That's right. We Which never just, we yeah. never thought of it nor asked for it. So Moto, could you tell us just a little bit of like how you came to to add these contributions and what you think <laughs> of when you when for, you do so? Well, because you guys will mention it, and then it's two hours before you get to it. So I was like, uh, <laughs> so I just put it in there like as a tease, and then it's like, well, that's so that awesome. Oh well, I, I've got to say though, um, from an, from another perspective, is you know the the shows you know that are two and a half, three and a half hours or whatever. Um, when they're when they're coming out every two weeks, uh, I think that that's a lot uh, a lot easier to digest um, because whatever yes. app you're using or however you're listening to it, when you when you pause it or when you stop or when you shut down the app, when you open it up and you have another forty five minutes to to dig into it. It starts up mm-hmm. right where you left off. You know, yep. you back it up thirty seconds or fifteen seconds or whatever to to remind yourself of where you left off. But like, it's it's an organic conversation, and you know, if you if you try to make a breaking point in the in the conversation, I don't know how well that would work. Um, and it's not. I mean, you're not forcing anybody to sit down and say, "Well, this one is three hours and forty two minutes, and it has to be uninterrupted listening." Right. Um, you just get to it when you can. And, and I know like, you know, um, if I've got a long drive or whatever, then I can get through, you know, I can get through a lot. More. Um, yeah. And then if I get to my destination and I still have another <clears throat> two hours and 18 minutes, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I've, I've got the drive. That's very specific. <laughs> you know, you got it for the return trip, right? You know, you got it for the return trip, right. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know that there's, I don't know that you would want to, to really intentionally try to modify or tweak or, or change things the way that they're going. Um, I find it exceptionally enjoyable. Um, and, awesome. and, and that feel of like with, and again, like with Moto with, um, you know, like killing himself to put these little, uh, you know, sound bites in and, and, you know, it's got, I mean, it's like we're working him to death on these kinds of things. And, um, you just never know the, how long he'll live putting that, out these sounds. in. The only, but, the, <laughs> As far as 30th episode goes, I would mention that Mr. J's was very intensive. Um, yeah, I, I definitely had 40 hours plus of editing. Wow. Oh, and laugh out. Yeah. Dave never told me how long it was. I knew it was high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shit, that is terrible. We learned our lesson from that. So we all got the invite today, which had five yeah. remembers, one of which was headphones. Number two is be rolling when you join. Nice. Number three is headphones. <laughs> number four <laughs> is have fun. And number five, of course, is headphones. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Moto, you didn't, because you weren't on that original one. So I just sent you the link. But yes, that, like, that. So, Mr. J, if you're listening to this, like, we love you. Please oh, come back absolutely. on. Like, please, like, oh, yeah. please come back on. I didn't on. even notice he didn't have headphones because I was just so yeah. wrapped up in the whole thing. I never once occurred to me because I was just talking. Yeah. But I was, I know, like, so I listen at work uh, during my work day because I have a very, like, my job now is very menial. I can, it's just online. I'm just building stuff online is all I do. And uh, so it's really conducive to me having us playing in my ears while I'm doing that job. And the Mr. J episode launched and I was 30 minutes into it and I sent Moto a text that was like, 
you deserve a, the gold star <laughs> for this edit. Like, I remember just so, that. Like, Thank you. Like, just so you know, you deserve the gold star for this edit because I can't imagine <laughs> what this took to get this to get it to what it was. Um, so yeah, headphones, headphones, headphones. Mr. J, please come back on. Seriously, like, please come back on. But uh, yeah, man, that it was a great lesson to learn, though. You know, like to just Absolutely. as we're bringing more people on and like reaching yeah. out and just saying like headphones, like just make like it's such a simple <laughs> thing that can make or break the uh, the episode. You know, well, that was so. the trick with the uh, with the revenge episode. Also, is because. Um, Shamrock and Moto were near enough each other yeah. that there was a lot yeah. of bleed there. And that yeah, was a yeah. very long and rambling uh, discussion amongst five people, two of which right. were in the same space. I think, I guess, Moto, yeah. you were sh- sharing the same recording device, right? Too. So it wasn't like different channels. No, like right now I have a stereo recording. Uh, it's on its own, so it's not a computer. It's quiet and it's just simple. I just, so. But yeah, so he and I were both in the same space and burping and, you know. Were you sharing headphones? No. And, no, we, we had two different headphones. Oh, okay. yeah, but. yeah. But there's two different internet connections. So that's a huge thing with the edits for me, too, that I've actually tried to let go of a bit more. I, I mean, as someone who, well, I, I must like to talk. I, I wish I talked less. But, like, who I'm very hyper aware of that anyway. Um, not enough that it you know, keeps me from it at times. But, um, so when I'm listening to edits, I'm very sensitive to like the cross. I was more so, but I'm still sensitive to cross talking, but a lot of that happens because of the internet connection. Like, and so in the revenge episode, Moto and Shamrock were next to each other on two different internet connections. Like there's all this lag. So the, the natural kind of ebb and flow of conversations is disrupted because of, because of the internet sort of it in the lag kind of comes and goes, there's an average sort of, so that things sync up, but, but that's a little weird. And so a lot of times that that's part of the edit for me too. (laughs) Well, and I've got to say that, um, we, um, my wife and I, the wife, I don't, I don't want to call her the wife. I'll get my ass kicked, but, um, yeah. Um, but my, my beautiful wife, um, we, we took a kind of a longer trip down to, um, to Myrtle beach area or whatever. And so I was like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and bank up on, on some, some more episodes <laughs> and very, I gotta be honest, very similar to <laughs> Dave, to, to the bride and to Ash there. She's like, fuck no. Um, <laughs> like, I'll listen. Yeah. Like we'll I'll listen to a little bit, but we're not gonna listen for for ten hours down and ten hours back. Um, <laughs> but the the thing about it is, so we we pulled up another, you know, and I'm, I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts for sure. Um, but there was some that really kind of stood out, like um, some science ones, and we're kind of science nerds like that. And um, and as we were listening, like I had, I I didn't know how good I had it listening to Long Walk Short Drink just based on. Um, like wow. some of the, I'm telling you, some of the promos and that, that would be plugs and stuff like, like the little commercials that they'd play would come in just like on your TV. They'd come in at 30 decibels higher and like, you're, oh, yeah. you know, you're trying to find, and then, yep. then they come back on and they're talking and then they talk for like three minutes where you can't hear them. Like you have to turn the radio up and it's just, it's a cluster. Oh. Like, and I listened to several other podcasts that were, that are pretty popular podcasts. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I had no Damn. idea how amazing uh, <laughs> you guys make your your audio. It's spectacular. Um, I don't know how you do it, but great. keep doing it. It's it's 
there is I I can't even the episodes where <laughs> Dave comes in. Whoosh, uh yeah, so I, I I was supposed to be pushing a button and I didn't. Um, uh, you know, he, he's so even, somber in that intro. He's just yeah, he's so somber. Yeah. Like, he is oh, just so great. Oh, the great man. confession. There was a lot yeah. of havoc around that time. That's why I edited. Yeah. Uh, well, there was yeah. that was literally the, the episode after Mr. J. That was, was <laughs> yeah. Out, yeah. And then we, we had a we had a string of like really bad recording set like yeah the, it didn't really come out in the episodes because you guys work magic but we did have a string of episodes that like you know um i went to i went like five episodes where I, my volume was too low we obviously we got that like situation like r- remedied and everything but we did have the and, and and again, Mr. J. Please, this is not like we want you to come back on. But it did start with that Mr. J. episode. I felt like um, best, it was. Just, yeah. one, of the, one of the best parts from and, and almost made the almost made my top ten list of of things that I loved about it is that episode where you come in and you're like, I'm sorry, I I didn't push the right button. I had the things. You're not five or six minutes into that episode, and Palmer's like. Uh, hey Dave, like something doesn't sound right. Are you sure you've got everything working? You're like, oh no, everything's good on my end. <laughs> oh, that was terrific. You're like, are you sure? You're like, I'm, I'm hearing an echo. Well, are you sure it's an echo? Because everything looks good over here. So I'm gonna ask one more question for Double D. So I'm gonna, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I know, like, please. Please, please explain your project because that's what led to you coming onto the staff. But because of that project, I feel like you have had, there was a point where Dave showed me the analytics of the downloads, like, and our analytics will show us where these downloads are happening. I'm just saying your hometown is number two or one. <laughs> so, and I was like, there's no way it's anybody other than double D. Like, so, um, if anybody is, has a finger on as a listener, what impact the length of our episodes has, I mean, cause I know there are episodes. I remember you saying I got up to episode 17 and realized this thing and then had to go back to episode one and re-listen again. Right. So I know there's episodes you've listened to multiple times. What um, There has to be something there if you're able to do that. So the project and then talk about like, like the, the multiple listenings even. Like does it get tedious since you've listened to some episodes three or four times? Yeah. Um, okay. So the project that that Palmer's referring to, um, and this was this was a lot of fun listening to it. And and I would just like I said, I'd be in the car and I'd play it, and I'd be listening to it when when I'd had time. And in my job, I had some time downtime where I could just kind of go brain dead and just kind of enjoy enjoy conversation and just an enjoyable, um, you know, back and forth between friends. And and so it was it was a lot of fun on my part. And after I got like I said, or as as Palmer said. It got to be probably, I don't know, episode 15, 16, 17, somewhere in there that I was like, they talk about so many different movies, artists, uh, groups, bands, um, authors, books. Um, 
I, w I just kind of started thinking, how cool would it be to to be able to know all of those things? Because and and they even drop like silly references and and you know that's my girl. I'll take her back. Um, and you know, where, where, where does that come from? There it is. Yeah. Um, and so all of these all of these um, fun little. Uh, these these lines and stuff like that, or or they'll just start riffing Pulp Fiction lines, and um, or you know Big Lebowski and and all of those kinds of things. And I thought, how cool would it be to to have a list of of all of the things that they reference throughout all their shows? Um, so I just kind of had this idea, and and it was during a, a time during um, my job where I had a lot of downtime and not a lot of. I mean, a lot of responsibility, but not in the sense that I had to actually really be working hard at, at, at focusing on what I was doing. So I would, I pulled up my, my iPad and I started episode one. And uh, as, as any, any reference to a, a movie, a book, an author, an artist, a website, a podcast, uh, whatever, I just started writing those down, just started jotting them down um, and started keeping a list. And so I went back through all the episodes and kind of keeping track of them all in this gigantic log that got about probably as as big as um, all of Dave's logs that that he kept for the show. Do you have a notebook? He's got a three-inch long walk short drink binder that would what? rival your JVC. No, he doesn't actually. Oh, oh my God. God. It's like, but it's a digital eyes? version. He's I was like, like, he's like, oh man, I might have a new hetero soulmate <laughs> yeah. right there. Love We're definitely binders. doing karate in the garage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. Um, so, so basically, I'm just starting to. I, I thought that this would be kind of cool. So, I started to build this this kind of database, um, for lack of a better word, of of all the references of all the movies, all the artists, all the books, um, all the websites that they talk about, and and I'm going through and putting it all together. Um, and it is it was extremely um, well, it was extremely tedious because there's times where they just will they'll mention like, oh yeah, like. And I'm not going to do it right now because I don't want to have to write them all down. But um, they'll say like, this, like <laughs> they'll say this movie. Oh no, that was like that one movie. Oh no, that was like oh that was like because he was in this movie, this movie, and this movie. And I'm like son of a. So then I'm, I'm like it's trying to that granular. Oh my god! Back it up. Like, so I I saw a very early edition of this project, and just in just in the word document of me it of scrolling like I, i'm looking at it on my phone and i'm just scrolling and i'm like this is one episode and just to know that like ever <laughs> seriously every anything that's outside of us if it is consumable as far as media it's on that project well right. we've got to add us because as as listeners of the podcast know it's all consumable. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk to Uncle Dave. I got it in my archives. Just today, yeah. I rip. I don't know why I'm talking like Billy D. Williams, but <laughs> just. Because <laughs> just why not? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just today, I ripped the Jersey Trilogy episode of Palmer's Picks and posted on the YouTube page tomorrow. Yep. Oh, man. So just yeah. just let it be known what you need and it'll exist. <laughs> there you go. So it's it's obviously that like long. So what you're saying is long, long, short drink is listenable. Like, it, well, it's, and that's the thing. Yeah. So and, and it's just, just in, say and, it louder. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> hey. Hang on. Let me let me let bring me my partner yeah, down Let me uh, bring it. Yeah. Let's bring yeah. it all yeah. my partners. And just like, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, it is. They need to. They need to hear this <laughs> yeah. because they don't believe us. I can't sell not, it either. I can't sell not it. Not a word. I even had man. my partner on this show, and she's just like, nope. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's so not true. She does listen. She's like, uh, it actually warms my heart. She'll come home and she'd be like, I was listening to episode blah, blah, blah. Just out of the blue, she'll say that. And I'll be like, oh, that's so awesome. You are. Yeah, so, awesome. I do not. De- I do not deserve you. Every time I say that, I oh, do not deserve Ashes, you. I have one of, one of my 10 is Ashes kick-ass Palmer's Picks appearance for Get Out. That was fucking oh, amazing. Yeah. That whole episode, it's just like the revenge episode. I was, I wanted to like homage to the revenge episode. That's why I went with the like what is most important in life. But I could not decide. I mean, I wanted to, like, she blew our mind oh, yeah. on that. I it's just a remember comprehensive us- thing. I couldn't, I couldn't pick apart yeah. from that episode. Just listen yeah. to the whole damn yeah. thing. The whole thing. And I just wanted to, if I would have been able to pick a clip, the title of it was going to be all the awards. Cause I still <laughs> think right. he deserves all the fucking awards, man. Um, yeah. Where were you Let's, going? Uh, uh, sorry, I know that uh, Double D was finishing up his thought when we hopped in, but oh, it's listenable. Maybe that was the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it, it is a lot. It's very listenable, and it's it's fun because as you go back through, um, it's. I mean, there's lots of times it is like a like a stand up routine, um, that you feel like you can start pulling things from and um, just throwing out some some lines and <laughs> from things. Oh. Dead zone. Uh, just you know, all these these fun little quips and these this this fun little back and forth stuff. Um, and sometimes it's it does take a long time to turn the ship around, um, get back, get it back into port. Or, <laughs> but um, it's it's always enjoyable. It's always enjoyable. I, I don't have a problem. <laughs> we did. We did. Oh man. That's like, awesome. Oh, well, thank you so much. How are we going to, are we going to, as a show creators and our audience, how will we someday experience this uh, project you've been working on? I'm just going to keep it. Um, it's it's yeah, a monetary nobody fee. Nobody ever gets it. It'll be a nominal <laughs> fee. Um, <laughs> you can look something up. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the idea too, is, is to kind of look it up. So if there's something... Um, and that's the idea is to hopefully get it to where it's something searchable, um, where if it's like, you know, you type in Teen Wolf, you know, you'll see, um, you'll see episodes one, seven, eight, uh, 12, 13, 14, oh 16, God. 17, 20. Yeah. Um, uh, that's our, that's our ultimate goal with the, with the website. So all right. the magic that you and Moto, um, are trying and Twinkie, I like how much web development have you done Twinkie? Uh, not hardly any at all. I, I oh. was just gonna throw in though that see when you when you set up your Patreon page, the, all the people who subscribe for more than three dollars a month get access to Double D's uh, uh, searchable database, and you know you can just subscribe for just a dollar a month. That's all you need to enjoy this fantastic content that comes to you bi-weekly. But if you want to subscribe for three dollars a month, you get a searchable database that's updated very yeah. regularly. And Wait. I think that's a very nominal and reasonable price for such uh, three intensive work. There. <laughs> that, that is phase. That is. I'm writing that. I'm putting that in phase three. Actually, like, you know what? That was that was almost as good as a. I mean, that's your recorded. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have Twinkie do all our voiceovers uh, in the future. Yeah. If I have an apology to make in the future, I'm gonna write it. Yeah. And have uh, I'm sure I will. <laughs> um, so let's, yeah. So let's dig into Twinkie's list. What do we, what do you say? I know that's, it's weird to be like, say, Hey, say nice things about us, but, um, 
Um, so let's, yeah, so let's dig into Twinkie's list. Um, uh, one of them that I put is, is a, um, that I agreed with, um, double D on shit the bride says always makes me, uh, just smile and, uh, really, I, I want to. I, I want to meet her and just <laughs> oh, tell yeah. her how much I in, enjoy. She would love you. Um, her spirit um, seems uh, just what women have to have in our culture, frankly, <laughs> yeah. is to tell people to go fuck off <laughs> when that's appropriate, you know? And uh, I, I really love that. And I see, I hear in her some of the things in my own partner. So, of course, I, I, I find that very enjoyable that she can see the world clearly for what it is at times, which is <laughs> and her husband. kind of a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's very nice. That's, that was actually mine. One of mine to just, uh, to, that I enjoy getting to share, share some of those nutty things. She says, it's a very specific part of her personality that. Yeah. I, no, I, and I realize it yeah, used I don't to think be like... only me that was privy to that. <laughs> and then it's been fun to, uh, to have an outlet where she can truly have that anonymity to where um, hopefully that the that that character, as it were, gets to have a sure. life of its own because it is. I mean, yeah. it's one of my. I mean, she is a very upstanding citizen, as I say, and all the things. But yeah, that's all fine and good. And I guess I can enjoy all this other stuff more because of that. Like if she was just like right. a, you know, if, I don't know if if well, this was the only thing she was, that'd be pretty hard. <laughs> but absolutely. on a yeah. person, but it, it being a kind of ironic and fun part of uh, her personality, it's. It's such a joy that like so many years ago, I'm like, I just, I don't care if no one else sees this. I got to start writing this down. <laughs> so, and then eventually I started to publish it on a private Twitter. And now every so often we uh, share it with you folks. So I'm glad. <laughs> glad and, it I, and I don't want to steal Double D's thunder. I definitely want to hear his reasons no. as to why he enjoys that oh, uh, I specific thing. Oh, see, I didn't but, look at the list you guys sent because I wanted to be surprised. Yeah. So he's the one that kind of said that and I just kind of doubled up on it. But I guess for me, because my wife also works in higher education and so I understand the the uh, uh, kind of, well, I guess you guys work in higher education as well, or in education as well. The kind of the, the why that is so ironic when you work in a very politically correct environment and appropriately so, but you work in an environment that's, you know, embraces diversity and is uh, generous and open. And then to hear some of the, you know, the behind the scenes comments really makes me smile <laughs> and appreciate that. So. That's awesome. I, let me read one just that I've been uh, that I really liked that I haven't been able to to work into a show. Just one. I know there's usually four, but this this will go a long way to her to towards. Uh... So this is five twenty seven seventeen May twenty seventh of this year. So I say, as an attractive woman in yoga pants walks by. I say, uh, should I ask her if she'll be your sister wife? And then the bride looks after her and she goes, sure. I'd tap that ass. (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell you how much of a surprise that was to me in the moment. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad it's fun for you guys. That's great. Oh yeah, it really is. It's, um, like you said, it's just a window into a part of a person, which, um, it's always nice to have that kind, of, and and it shows the relationship, frankly, that you both have. It's a light into that, which um, is always cool to see. Thank you. To to piggyback on that, um, I mean, just two words: um, punching babies. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
That's about as good as it gets. Yeah. And then, and then that's about as good as it gets because it does get better because she's like, no, no, you've got to tell people that I would never, ever do that unless it was Donald Trump and I could go back and punch him. <laughs> 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 oh my God, about that. That's actually her commenting on the show, which is, is rare other than to say like, you know... <laughs> Yeah. You guys are lame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she has to, I mean, in all fairness, she has to hear me talk. Like there was, I think I said this on the show, but just in case I didn't, there was a time relatively early on in our relationship when I was, uh, we were talking, we were driving someplace and then we were talking and, um, and I was saying something to her or asking her something and then she didn't respond. And, uh, and I was like, it's so I repeated myself for something and and she's like, what? It's like, well, no, I was like, asking you a question. And she's like, you've been talking for three years. <laughs> like, how, <laughs> three years. How am I supposed to know when it's my turn? <laughs> uh, I feel like Moto might have some insight into this as well. If we would want to dig I, a little deeper. Oh, I do, and it's one of my things on my actually on my uh, favorites for best ofs is Dave ranting as fast as he can. <laughs> Trying to get it all out. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. I just have one more thing on this list. I I have one more thing written down that I really got to get to. Hang on. Like, there's so many episodes where, like, my feet, my ankles are swollen like this big. And, like, I need to put something else in my body other than beer. And, like, I'm just, like, I've been at this for four and a half hours and I'm just like, and so thank you so much. Wait, wait, wait. I got one more thing on this list that I really got to get to. I got to get And I try so hard not to like, not to just yeah. be like, damn, I got to get the fuck out of here now. <laughs> oh, no. And if you knew how hard I tried to, to keep it in check, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> this is oh, the place it's for so it. awesome. <laughs> this is yeah. definitely the place for it. That's why I don't freak out. It's because it's like, like, when else are you going to get like a total platform to do that? I so, suppose, yeah. yeah. And I do the same thing. <laughs> well, uh, that's my next one. I have one more other on here. I don't have too many. I don't want to sound like Dave, but I'm his brother. How dare you? <laughs> smoking stats in Palmer's motivational moments of when uh, he starts saying, you know, about the ballast songs. He's like, dude, you got the, the supercomputer in your pocket. Pick it up. You can do whatever you want. Like, uh, so I, li- I like those moments, and that's usually when blood sport training music comes in. Oh, I love <laughs> it, which makes it so awesome. <laughs> So. so if Dave's got if Dave's got his list of notes, like I, it, I look at this as like my platform to just be like, to just like commentate on society and be like fucking like, I I'm lazy like I I know how to do a million different things and don't do any of them, right? <laughs> That's interesting. But I mean, there's so many people who are just like, I wish I knew how to do that, and that phrase drives me fucking nuts because they're saying it on a goddamn supercomputer that thing is faster took us to the moon any computer that was made 10 years ago and it fits in your pocket you know what i mean and just like just search that and like and then oh i'll get into it again but yeah no i (laughs) shit 
That is a pet peeve of mine. There are people who, because I love knowledge. I love knowing things. Yes. And that drives me nuts where people just are blissfully ignorant on their supercomputer that could tell them how to do anything they would ever want to know how to do. It's choice. Yep. So, yeah. Thanks, man. That's that. That hits me in the feels. Well, there's been a few of, I mean, there's at least half a dozen. I mean, it's 30 episodes. Like once every fifth episode, you get me. But, no, that's a joke. You can't see my face, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm glad. I'm super happy to be a part of this in this episode. And sorry that my internet keeps dropping, but and I'm I haven't got upset. I haven't freaked out. You know that's. Oh man, you're doing great. All right, what's next on your list, Twinkie? Because you're the one that's got to go first. Yeah, apologies for. No, that. no, you're fine. Um, uh, a particular joy for me only because I I knew of the people in this story but not of the specific story was the, the on uh again with Moto was the the Spice Boys uh story <laughs> yes. that was told it gave me some particular joy to uh, especially I, I again context is important as it always is I guess but in small town America as you can imagine anything beyond heterosexualism isn't really embraced. And so to have a play on gender or a play on feminism or a play, anything like that would be viewed uh, as outrageous um, Mm -hmm. at the least. And so to hear that story, which I really appreciated, especially in hindsight, looking back at how outrageous that would have been and how brave, frankly, um, in the face of what, what uh is a uh fairly vanilla culture i think let's roll in let's roll in that spice boy story right now there's an indoor soccer league that we we devised between chris and sam and on the way home from the last games like hey we want to keep playing soccer so let's do indoor soccer and hey instead of spice girls let's be the spice boys (laughs) and so chris started putting on makeup (laughs) and hugging other players during the game (laughs) the worst thing was we would go in and kick their ass. And they're like, oh, come yeah. on, guys, we're getting beat by the Spice Boys. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. One of the best stories about Spice Boys, I remember this, is what they, the, those original T-shirts, they just went and bought a bunch of packs of Hanes T-shirts and tie-dyed these things. Was it Tim's basement? No, it was Chris's, Chris's uh, mom. Yeah, and uh, they just, and then the next year, they actually paid for T-shirts and it, it was an actual pink T-shirt, and they and Chris posed for this. It was a dude that looked like Chris. Oh, I remember this. Wearing, wearing a dress with his leg, is pulling his dress leg up with his foot on a soccer ball, and then and then rainbow print for the name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Spice Boys never really died. They just kept playing. They just wore regular jerseys, and I think. When, when I actually was able to play with them, because I would come to the games, but I couldn't play because of either football or baseball. I couldn't, they didn't want me getting hurt, so I couldn't play. And I showed up, I think I was on leave, and I showed up, and Brian was like, want to go to an indoor soccer game? I'm like, shit, I'll play, I'll play, man. I was either home from, I was either home on leave or home from college, one of the two, because it was right around that weird time frame where I can't remember if I was in the military or I was in college still. And so I go, and Chris is like, oh, Adam's here. I'm going to get in a fight. I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, why? And Chris kept doing this dirty stuff the whole game, just trying to provoke a reaction. 
and I think a lot of the guys were uh, on this team, weren't they football players? They were trying to stay in shape in the winter, so they just played indoor soccer with their soccer buddies. And Chris, seriously, he, this, uh, he did something to somebody, and they ran after him. And I remember I had to intercept, and I, I intercepted him and broke everything up. But this, this whole game got really tense. I'm just like, is this what all your games are like? And they're like, no. I'm just like, and these kids, none of them are like over 18, and we're all over 18 playing. We're like 19, 20 years old, most of us. And I think maybe eight, maybe Abe or somebody was like still like of age where like getting getting in a fight into soccer would be acceptable. But like, I'm going to jail if I do anything. No, this isn't going to happen. Like, uh, and that's just like. That's typical Metcalf. Like, like, I, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna go fuck with these guys until they want to fight us. All right, like, uh, you guys down? Yeah. Oh, and it, I think it happened to be one of the bigger dudes on the team. He probably was an offensive lineman. <laughs> just, I don't know, but it was ridiculous. But we had a lot of fun. I mean, I remember the parents Ooh. being really pissed, but it was fun <laughs> when we got out of there. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm like, Brian, I think I'm going to tap on indoor soccer from here on out. (laughs) 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 That's so awesome! How could people that look like they might be gender not normative beat us in a game? Weird. Right. And at school, we think, I think we sold like, or we made 25 t shirts or. People wanted their own spice, and it was none of us saw it as a negative connotation. <laughs> no, I, I, I would mention it, also. I don't think it ever was. No, and I would mention also that we were the Ritman Indians, and we never saw that as a negative connotation either. But right, I, I, you know, I don't want to go all the way to that stuff, but I just, yeah, we we had a great community and great people, and, and even though I've I've enjoyed hearing from Twinkie, uh, gosh, and I got to hear from uh, Chubbs and. Um, I, I don't know what what, what what to call him, but you know, Chubbs' best one of Chubbs' best friends who's been married and is expecting a child now. Wow. And is a deacon, I guess, in the church, but there's this major separation and uh like it's gotten crazy. But um I don't know. I love I love our whole group and I love all the guys and I, we had a great community and and everyone still has each other's back in some sort of way, and that's hard to find. And it was just so it was so progressive for such a small non-progressive community it was because i was in high school you guys were behind me um but i was there when that was all happening and i i i remember watching administration really not knowing the younger the, the younger teachers were totally on board with it they knew what you guys were doing and they bought into it i mean nahas was like your advisor right amazing um, well, yeah, amazing. That rack was amazing. <laughs> Shit. Um, but I mean, I know there were other teachers that were just like, "Oh, what are they doing?" You know, and they didn't. They mm-hmm. didn't get the. Well, you don't give them an outlet because you don't support soccer at all in this district, at all. Indoor, out, winter time. Yep. Uh, you know, you all you care about is football. For a team that never wins, <laughs> ever. That was what's tough on the small communities is splitting the athletes. But yep, actually, I uh, I was really fortunate on in my grade. Just to mention the, uh, we supported each other and we were both successful. So that's how it should. That's be. good. 
Well, that's good. And that's, and that is how it should be. And again, that's what was so progressive about the, the you know, that spice boys and that community of your oh, friends yeah. doing oh, that, yeah. which was so like, it was awesome to see that happening. So yeah, it fires me up. <laughs> absolutely. What else you got Twinkie? All right, going Let's down. Let's keep sucking the... each other's dicks. Yeah, like the wolf would say. <laughs> uh, I just have the, Look at the last... like double D's. Just like seriously, man. Like, <laughs> like no references. No references. <laughs> yeah, no references. It's just one more, one more thing he's got to put on the list, right? Uh, Palmer's contribution um, to the the Twinkie name, uh, of course, happened during the Jason Northy telling of the story but just yeah. that evolving into now being a ringtone on my phone that <laughs> embarrasses my partner when it goes off and also it's it goes off with my kids around i have to make sure my phone's no. on silence so when no. palmer so texts awesome. me uh that it doesn't uh, i leave it on at work though that's the one place i can that is fantastic i can leave it on at work and I'm gonna to remember to start texting you during the yeah, day. Then that's so that's awesome. Right, yeah, it's uh, uh, it, it's a great conversation starter. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. Don't fucking call me Twinkie. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. That's yes. one of my clips too. Like one of the the three that I had that could actually be attached to an audio clip we could play was just learning the origin of that nickname. I never knew, and then they grew this other thing. So we'll, let's we'll play that clip now. I kind of forget that you guys don't have this memory lodged into your brain like I do of getting the nickname Twinkie. No. I kind of forget that. This is like so, a real secret origin story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So this is, I'm going to say sixth or seventh grade. Anyway, I remember, specifically remember Jason Northy. We were playing dodgeball or, you know, I, I don't, there are, again, foggy parts. I remember running up to me and saying, just out of the blue, as far as I can remember, just complete out of the blue. Hey, did ever has anybody ever called you Twinkie? <laughs> That's it. And my response, I, it must have been enough to attract attention, or somebody must have heard it, or maybe he just continued to call me that, you know? Yeah. Um, because my response must not have been an anger. Um, I I assume I said no. Uh, um, I want to. I want to picture you going. Don't you fucking call me Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> I know because if if it had to get a reaction, it was either one of laughter or one of like you son of a bitch. And I was probably. I was a. Scary if you fucking kid. call me Twinkie again, we're done. <laughs> we're done. I, I, I was a scared little kid for the most part of my life. Um, and so I probably was just scared of him would be my guess. Yeah. He, he was um, slightly scary because he was, he seemed unpredictable if I'm, if I'm yeah, remembering sure. the right guy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, well, I mean the most harmless guy you probably ever meet now. I yeah. Mean, you, just when you, you Oh, you've yeah, seen I mean, him I, since? No, no, I oh. haven't. I just mean <laughs> taking, sorry, taking He's, him. He was just over him. last, last week for, for lunch <laughs> in Colorado. <laughs> I was getting my six packs. <laughs> Fucking Jason North comes through the door, looking normal as can be. He's like, "Does anyone ever call you Twinkie?" <laughs> That's why I only have three six packs. I threw the fourth at him, but okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's so clear in my mind and why it stuck or who else heard it. You know, again, I don't remember that at all. 
Maybe he just kept repeating it enough throughout the day or throughout the weeks ahead that it stuck. Or maybe other people, this is probably actually the, the more realistic reason, would be that people realizing that Jason Northey called me that, right. thought they were making fun of me by calling me that because who wants to be called the name that Jason Northey gave you? Because you're a bunch of dick like middle school kids, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, <laughs> Not realizing that it gives me power yeah, and it absolutely. gives me strength. Yeah. Yeah. And not, not realizing that it made me who I am today. <laughs> it's exactly who you are. That's crazy. I just, I don't know. I think it's a great nickname and uh, it's something, once you own it, like I, one of my names, I have so many, it's Tommy Maplewood, it's. Moto and Bruce, uh, one of the ones I had yeah, exactly. Bruce, Bruce is what I'm I getting to, <laughs> and that and like one of the worst things is buddy. Hey, buddy, and uh, oh, guy, Chief you ever have guy. someone like call you guy? Like, oh, that's okay, guy, or I don't know, that's yeah, I get that big the, guy all the time. Hey, how's it going, big guy? Oh, fuck you, you asshole, fuck yourself, yeah. Like, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> What's up, little dick? That's what I want to say. What's up, little dick? There you go. You know, that's something Palmer said you. on the show once that I love so much. It was like, you can go fuck yourself now. And it was the now that I love so much. It's like, you can go yeah, fuck yourself yeah. now. We were fine before, but now you can go fuck hey, yourself. Hey, big guy, how's it going? Well, it was going great until your shitty little dick ass. Fuck you. Dick ass. <laughs> Cock ass. Sorry, double D. That's tenacious D. Yeah, look at these. Double D's like, like I'm never coming on again. I mean, like they they tried, they got me on here, and this is what they get. He's more vulgar than Fucking he's ever been. Robocop. <laughs> Robocop was not worth this. Was not worth this at all. Oh, it will be. It will oh, be. It will be. It will be. What else you got, Twinkie? Last one. Um. Uh, which. Is uh is really close to my heart, frankly. It's uh it was Dave's discussion about, you know, what the cabin meant to him. Uh, more specifically, just the idea of of people being able to be themselves and his experiences out there, and kind of realizing that in talking to Palmer and then in talking now to Dave, and it wasn't just a, a thing that happened to me for some reason that I kind of just took, uh, but that there was, even if I didn't necessarily know it at the time, I also gave mm. and there were other people who also had similar experiences. And that is, uh, even though now 20 years ago, still something that I hold on to just very valuable. And it's a reminder to me that as I go through my day of uh, some days, just sheer boredom, some days, sheer terror <laughs> with two kids, uh, that, that little things, you know, are the things that matter. And even if I don't necessarily understand it or can't quite see it at the time, which is a lot of times, that there are a lot of things of value that we can do. Um, I was, you know, and I do, I, I mean, I, I don't know how to reiterate that I think about this a lot. It's in my mind. I was out on my, uh, my I, I run every other day and I, I was out running and I ran past my mechanic's house. I didn't know it was his house, but he was out in the front porch, like putting his shoes on or something. And I had just gotten my oil changed a week and a half ago. And so I just shouted to him, hey, thanks for the great oil change. I really appreciate it. Did a great job. And, and you know, like 
that's like cheesy as hell, right? But at the same time, my other options were to not say anything, say something shitty. <laughs> you know, why not do something good or positive when you have the opportunity? It doesn't have to be a big thing. And I got to spend money. You don't have to go out of your way. You don't have to, I don't know, get like on my train rides are always jammed full of people and like the fucking privileged ass business dudes who sit there with like their bag and they take up like three seats and you're like, just get out of your seat and let someone else sit down. You know, not, yeah. not a woman yeah. or, you know, not just because it's a female or because it's an old person, just anybody. Hey, have a seat. You know, I can stand. I don't know. Just uh, hearing Dave talk about the impact that, that things I didn't even realize I was having is a reminder that right now, we can have those impacts. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Well, thank you. Thanks, that, I mean, actually, it sounds kind of odd, perhaps, but it really meant a lot to me to hear you um, make that connection or, or like the, recognize or vocalize to us that it meant something to you to be able to have created that space. So you were saying like, ah, I wasn't creative, etc. But But the fact that you intellectualize that you provided the uh, environment and cultivated the environment where all that could happen because it's meant so much to me over the years that just to know that in some way you recognize that made me feel good like not that i had a part in it but it's like oh i'm glad that this guy knows that 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 is a contribution you know so that's yeah. nice to hear yeah i just like the fact that you know it doesn't have to be a thing just in the past that happened it can be a thing that is happening yeah, uh, awesome. right now, you know, and we can't recapture necessarily the, that time and space. It'd be cool if we could, you know, if I had a time machine and could go back um, and recapture that and, and see it maybe through a different lens and uh, or maybe it wouldn't be cool. Maybe it would lose its, its some of its luster. You know, I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, I can in some ways create my own other spaces. And I, we, I've just had this conversation at work with a new person I'm training with a, we have a team of people that usually train new air, new air traffic controllers. And it's like, we decide what the environment's going to be like here, you know, at, at work, we decide if it's going to be um, chaotic or positive or negative, or that isn't, it just doesn't happen. You don't end up with a workplace of like garbage people with bad attitudes. You know, it degenerates into that. We decide what we're going to accept from the people around us to some degree and not, not mean way, but I've had conversations to say, you know what? Having a bad day. Everybody has bad, bad days. I get it. I just want you to know that we can, we have a space that can do better. And if you need someone to talk to, I'll be glad to talk to you about it. But you know, how we go about, um, doing things, uh, I guess in a, uh, subconscious way or maybe unconscious to some degree does kind of tell a lot about us, but every once in a while, you know, you can make a conscious decision to, Hey, having a bad day. I'm just going to tell people I'm having a bad day and we'll all get together and find a way to get through it rather than kind of be crappy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be strength to do that, to just say, it can be different. We can change. We can set up all of these things. We decide what we do. Speaking like a true cabin kid. Like that's <laughs> yeah, the original. The original yeah. cabin kids. Yeah. And, and uh, the cabin's a frame of mind where everyone loves and accepts one another. And yep. 
there's such a uh, wide diversity in, 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 like Dave talked about with uh, a certain moment where someone was trying, I have so much shit on everybody and uh, I've kind of, you know, been around, you know, pe when people are feeling negative and down or have that, they exude it. But the cabin was, you know, not a negative place. And I, I, I'm a third party person. I get to watch the videos and hear stories, but uh, it's an idea. And if you can keep the idea alive, then long walk, short drinks, doing it, motherfuckers. That's right. <laughs> long walk, right. short fucking drinks. And, I, you know, Twinkie, I can I can totally relate to that where I consciously. Maybe not every day, but probably at least once a week. I consciously will make a connection to something I learned at the cabin, you know, like whether it's something that I'm doing where I can trace it back. And I was like, that's, that was harbored at the, that was like, that idea was harbored at the cabin that, or that act, you know, that, um, habit or whatever. Uh, and it's just, it is Moto. You're right. It is a state of mind, you know, mm -hmm. like double D was saying, like, I never had a cabin. It, the cabin can exist in multiple ways. Um, and that's why I think that, you know, I think everybody has their own version of the cabin and ours really, I, I just love watching and reconnecting, which, uh, listeners will hear this in the pumps episode coming up. Um, I love reconnecting with cabin kids and hearing that it's not, it wasn't just me, you know, like we all, we all took something from it that it, that made us who we are as adults. And yet, you know, it can be very different. I I don't I can't I saw just a little bit of the the live YouTube feed with uh, Pumps and and I was so nice to hear him not necessarily just parrot, you know, because he kind of thought that's what we wanted to hear, but he had uh, you know, he just gave a genuine yep and very different answer at times to what um his experience was and it's so it's good to know that it could be positive for everybody but just in a way that fits them and matches their personalities yep. they could take when you can have an event and people can take away valuable things from it and they're not necessarily the same things you know that's the that's the stuff man that is that's the, the stuff, stuff. And there's no particular clip I think we could play that could encapsulate the cabin uh, discussions, but there are, you know, go back and listen to Cabin Kids Volume 1, Twinkie, to get the skinny on that, as well as the first episode, uh, The Story of Us would tell have you. We, have we posted the cabin documentary yet? Not in full, no. Um, uh, we don't, yeah, I haven't, I haven't found, uh, we've posted clips from the cabin documentary on the Twitter page, yeah. if you look for video clips. Uh I think it might be time to post yeah. the whole thing. It would be great. I think. I love it. I'll, I mean, I'll... I love everything that my brother does. Like, my gosh, he does. Oh, jeez. Superb. Oh, you guys are. Oh, I love it. This is it. turning into God, everything Dave wanted you guys. it to be. Yep. I just... love hearing. Oh, so awesome. You should watch his work. Watch his work. Watch his docu. Mm -hmm. And he's so great at documentaries. And it's just, uh, it's, it's fascinating, you know. The cabin documentary needs to go up. It needs to go up. Let's put it on YouTube. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll make it a priority for this. Uh, yeah. Now, a little disclaimer <laughs> for the cabin documentary. <laughs> the cabin documentary is built around this concert that uh, yeah. that that we. Um, so, to recap, just in case, like briefly, is that we would go out to this cabin in the woods and and formed friendships. Blah blah blah. Look into the other episodes, but we would play music around the campfire. 
And it got to be where a lot of different people were playing music. And it got to be the end of the summer before a lot of people were moving away to college. So we thought, let's make it, let's, let's film this. Uh, let's A, stage a concert that weaves together all these different people and performers and the different music that they bring to the table. Mostly, entirely cover music. Like Woodstock. Like Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> Our own cabin Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. But so we would normally play around the campfire, but for this uh, occasion, we got a bunch of tiki torches and lit the path up to the to the cabin itself, which is really a shack in the woods. Not not to diminish it, certainly from t- speaking to someone who built it with his own hands. But here in Minnesota, no, no, I mean, cabin I, means I a think different be, thing. <laughs> yeah, you would be really discouraged, I think, if you actually saw the bones of that right now. Versus, I mean, not oh. not in its current state. I don't know what the current oh, state yeah. is, but like what it, it was built of, and what, what, I mean, <laughs> it got moved. Did you know that? I it got moved, and I think it disappeared. Oh, did it? Uh, I think it, it? You used to be able to drive down um, Benner Road, and you used to be able to still see it from the road. Yeah, I uh, think that's. But it's gone now. You think? I think it was I, fucking Dorothy. I think it was Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He heard the podcast. Like, I don't like the way you're talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> but he's I mean, still got I, that. He's got the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably got a better fucking mustache than me by now, that guy. I saw your mustache was twisted at the beginning. It's gone. It's it was, kind of it gone fell. down. It, it totally it fell. fell. Yeah, Phil. Not Phil. <laughs> 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 oh, man. oh, so the only reason I mentioned the stature of the cabin is because I think sometimes, depending on where you're from, you might think of it as this thing with like lights and oh. indoor plumbing. Yeah, and it's oh, not yeah. so much about oh. the structure itself as it was this kind of destination. It's you it, are not sliding it at all. It's, no, I it, think it's you're not. But no, yeah. but I I think even doing that though does it does a disservice to the like the cabin is an idea. It like that's that's really the message that I think we're going right. for. Yeah, it wasn't I like, like that. we look back on this time and like, boy, if we just had a place with four walls in the woods again, <laughs> get yeah, wow, we would really change our lives. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is, though. That's the dude therapy. It's dude therapy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Since I brought up dude therapy, I just have to say before because there's a couple things I want to get out before Twinkie leaves too. Because one of my clips has to do with Twinkie. But this one too, it, it, it's just conducive to it, is that I really, like one thing I want to reflect on over the past year and 30 episodes of Long Walk Short Drink is that I started this in a really dark place, like a really hard place and a roller coaster of emotions. And I, I've said this a couple times, but I just really feel like I, at this point, I am out of the woods, out of those woods. And I would not have, I don't think I would have, I, of course, Ash 100% like helped me through the, all of that. But this was definitely one of the contributing factors that helped me get here. And I wouldn't have made it, I don't think, without this. And so, and just knowing like, seeing how it affects like old friends and new friends and bringing them all together and knowing that it's impacting other people and it's made, like it just really meant a lot to me um that it meant a lot to other people too because it really did help me through this past year for sure love you buddy love you guys too i love <laughs> yeah, you so much fantastic love yep. you big guy yep <laughs> big guy oh. you fuck yourself you little dick <laughs> don't fucking call me twinkie <laughs> 
There, we got it all we're, in. Yes. One of one That's of my uh, yes. One of one of my um, general things was just that Palmer was just. I'll just read what I wrote. Was is not eloquent, but Palmer sharing so openly about the heavy shit he went through over the last year. Yeah. With his dad, with his stepmom, with his job, with the whole thirty, with quitting smoking. It's like it was one thing after another. When we first started to record, the idea was only to for he and I to just be in better contact. I love the idea of making something out of it. And I was dead set from the beginning that everything we did would be something. Like, But Palmer was thinking more like, we'll just talk and figure it out. And then eventually we'll start to make seasons of things. And I was like, no, 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 this is going to be, a, I'll just make it a thing. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. always just thinking. But, um, and it was kind of magic. This was my other, uh, one of my other clips was just the, the emergence of the title in the first conversation, which was, we just started talking. And somehow in this first like three hours, we ended up hitting upon the title of the show, which was perfect for a show that what I wanted it to be was just talking shit with my buddy. And so it allowed us long walk, short drink, this kind of Western Pennsylvania phrase for a long story with zero payoff or little payoff came about organically in those first few hours. And not only that, but we ended up having the outline of how we knew each other and this kind of um, why we made projects together. So yeah. that with that framework, at least for me, I was like, and even though Palmer was thinking like, well, this will be behind the scenes for something someday. I just thought like, wow, that is everything I love about the podcast I listen to. Cause like I could hear, I'm pretty good at objectifying myself to some extent from making doc, finishing documentaries about myself for 20 years. Um, you know, as I've stated in previous episodes, I've been the hero and the villain of these things, whether or not, whether I've made them or not. So, but I was like able to see like, Oh, there's two real guys in here having a real conversation. And once I recognized that I was, I was pleased about it, but it also just freed me up all the more to realize, well, we can just talk. And I can find a show in it later. And in that process, we talked nine different times. And in that time, we we had these great, it was like almost once a month at first, we had these great fun conversations just about shit, about pop culture, about our, our friendship and our other friends that we knew and the impact of the cabin, etc. But, you know, Palmer's dad got cancer he beat the cancer he passed away from something else and there would be these times that we wouldn't record and i i found myself thinking like oh no like maybe this stuff should never even come out as anything because all this heavy stuff is happening and he's talking about it on mic um i was so grateful just to have the conversations it didn't matter but then he comes about with this superhuman like i don't know what courage to be like yeah. oh yeah no we'll just put it all out and not only that, like I'll just keep talking about everything that I ha that 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 play, you know, that the a struggle I come up with in life. I'll tell you everything. Not only you as my friend, but whoever else hears this, has been really like powerful. And um, I don't even know. I don't have the right adjective for it. It's 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 incredible what uh, what what Palmer, what you've what you shared with us all, and uh, and I hope that other people appreciate it as much as I do. It's so crazy because it's like I, 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 through that time in hindsight, looking back, like I was totally selfish about all that because I like, it was, it was so cathartic to me to just like, bleh, you know, like, and you're such a great documentarian 
and such a great interviewer. That's one of the things I love about you is I love watching you when there's another person on because you're so <laughs> good at like, well, let's, let's dig into that a little bit and let's talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and it like Siri, if, if the podcast wouldn't have been called long walk, short drink, it would have ultimately been called dude therapy. And that's what I mean when I say I was yeah. selfish about it because I like that. First off, if you, um, I try to be as transparent as possible. I, if anything, I am overly honest. I, to a fault, you know, and, and mm -hmm. overly open. And, uh, but it was, it was nice to just be, be able to talk and get all of that shit out amongst like, in, you know, talking about heavy shit in between, oh man, did this movie, I love this part about this movie and that fucking music and those, you know, she's so hot. And then, yeah, my dad's got cancer. Like that's, that's what it felt like sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that is and, dude uh, therapy. That is the way and that kind of dude about therapy. It. And, uh, so when I say I felt so, like I feel selfish or I felt selfish in hindsight and then to find out that it was, um, and it didn't really strike me until the butt stuff episode. And, <laughs> there is no hyperbole in that either. Where, uh, cause you I were would like, really like that now to be my ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> butt stuff, butt stuff. Butt stuff. <laughs> um, butt stuff, butt stuff. Because you said in that, you, like you were like, you have been so open about everything that's been going on in your life. I can't, cause the butt stuff had come up like two episodes before that. And you were like, I don't want to talk about this on air. And I'm like, sure. No problem. I was totally <laughs> respectful of that and, and wanted to be respectful of that because again, I, I saw what I was talking about as like, I'm just doing this cause I need to do this. I have a friend who I know I can talk to about anything and I need to talk about this stuff. And he's asking all the right questions. So I'm just going to keep talking about it. So I felt really like in like that was all for me. And if other people liked it, that was great. And then like two episodes after you were like, I'm not talking about any of this stuff that's going on with me. And then two episodes <laughs> after that, you were like, I could tell that you had actually thought like this was a conscious decision you made where you were like, you have talked openly about everything that's going on in your life. There's no like it would be wrong of me not to talk about this and like that's the first time that it really struck me that i was like oh man like i i just saw myself as being self like i'm just i'm just taking advantage of this like open audience who's who wants to hear these things that i'm willing to say but it is actually impacting it's it's going outside of me which was again that's totally cabin you know like <laughs> that's that's a cabin thing um, well, you should know too that I was not. Um, it's not a documentarian part of me <laughs> that was we that was asking the question. That was actually I have to credit as much as I credit the cabin with a lot of things. Um, I have to credit like being a better friend to people to the bride we've talked about in other, <laughs> other, um, in other ways. But she comes from a health helping profession before she was in academia, and she's she is the best friend to other people that I have ever witnessed and helped me realize. How I could how I could be a better friend uh, to to others and, and to her, just um, you know by t by making sure to take an active interest and to listen, not just talk. And um, but yeah, so there, but I have to admit, saying that at a certain point, 
say with like the July 4th stuff. Because even though you say you're selfish, you wanted to talk about it, it was not always easy to get you to talk about things because, you know, they're, they're hard things to talk about. I wanted to give you the option to if you wanted to, because even though we're recording, you know, that's the idea. It was ba- For me, I have to always pace it around. the. Even though I love to make things out of things, this more than anything I've done before, I feel a real protective nature of making sure that it, it is not corrupted by the thing <laughs> and right. stays true to the to the to the intent being you know to facilitate our, our all of our friendships and uh, anyway but something like the July Fourth discussion that for that I was like you know it would just be nice I, at that point I had intellectualized like these things there it's a kind of a record uh, of of our lives it's like that should exist someplace like him talking about this this great fireworks show that you you know you and your family put on every once in a while it occurs to me but for the most part it's it's uh i would hate for you to think of it as like oh he's just like trying to get stuff out of me like 2020 or 60 minutes never <laughs> no, no no not like that that's i'm sorry that i gave that impression oh, no, i've no, never no, that's felt okay. like that I just at all to make sure you're just like you're great you you just know the right questions to ask that i think that's maybe that's a better way to say it you just know oh, the, no, yeah. the, the, the I, good questions. I take no offense at all. I just would yeah. I hate to think of you thinking of it as me trying to never, never, content. never, never. <laughs> so, Twinkie, you're about to get out of here, and I want to make sure I touch on this one, uh, uh, on this one clip that uh, I think is it, it, this was. It, it's recent. You guys are doing a great job of pulling, like, referencing back earlier stuff. Uh, this is recent for me, and it is definitely one of those moments where I listened to it, and it was the pinnacle of this growth, like this, the merging of my three cabins, I would say, like WPLMR version two with Moto, the cabin with Twinkie and Dave, my new cabin with Double D, and my new, you know, like my group of friends that I got through um, working together with Double D and, and other people. Uh but listening to this this episode, the last time Twinkie was on, uh, when we talked about watching Pulp Fiction in our basement and the anal rape <laughs> came up, and <laughs> Moto like was flawless with that record scratch. That like I I there were people that asked me if I was all right at work. Like I was laughing so. <laughs> so hard and just like it was just the comedic timing was perfect the conversation was perfect it was so spot on and just like man (laughs) ving rames messed like he stole your innocence he did indeed steal your innocence twinkie and like yeah oh coming from a family where nothing is sacred that kind of especially back then when i'm like young and naive right like I didn't even think twice about that movie compared to the family that you came up in where a lot is sacred. Right. And then, uh, and we were really regular, like we were really good. Uh, we were kind of like, I like, like pre cabin almost where it was like this trio, you, me, you, and, uh, our other mutual friend who I don't have a nickname for. That's the only reason why I'm not saying any, saying a name. Uh, where we would kind of get together and hang out and watch stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mystery Science. It started with Mystery Science Theater. Like mm-hmm. we had a regular Mystery Science Theater 3000 night where we would get together and watch that. And then 
then it just like once the cabin kind of picked up it, it it just turned into kind of movies and uh i had no idea that it of course i had an idea that it had an imp- that movie is drawing it it like affected me the first time i saw it but sure. as a kid i never would i never pieced together the impact that i had and man that just it was just a perfect joke i think that that was one of long walk short drinks perfect jokes <laughs> that just came off flawlessly uh yep. oh, that's awesome so let's play that clip too. I remember watching Pulp Fiction with you, Twinkie, in my basement room. I mean, it was a huge movie for me to see, and it was. And I remember watching it in the room, like, like down there with you. And uh, but yeah, no, that was that was awesome. That like you're right. It totally, I think, yeah. just solidified my yeah. My I love certainly of had film. never seen a movie like that before, and very yeah. few since then. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and to just like be able to pull off the disjointed narrative like that. Um I really feel like it did okay till the anal rape scene. And then I was like, ah, <laughs> uh, I don't Yeah. What ah uh, ah, uh, you know. I was holding to holding it together with the In all fairness though, anal rape really is we can put the brakes on any situation. Like Things are going smoothly then anal rape, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was anyway, all great yeah. until that anal rape happened. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Commonly overheard at dinner talk. Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a quick one. I have, I have it's a real quick one, and you're you're embodying it right now, Palmer. It was yeah. a, a, there's certain phrases that were introduced to me through the show that have become inside jokes, just in the in the in the house here with the bride, but as well as like on the show. Strap shirt. Strap shirt. Hashtag yeah. strap shirt. Represent. I love it. Yeah. Listen, I just, I'm, a, that's my I'm a big fucking dude and I get hot really easy. And strap shirts are where it's yeah, at. Yeah, you man. do. Yeah. Hey oh. Mm-hmm. So some someday if we have uh, if we have merchandise that should up strap shirts. <laughs> L- LWSD the strap shirt. It's gonna be LWSD the strap shirt. It's gonna be LWSD the can koozie, like the pounder can koozie. It's gonna oh, be awesome. yeah. What do you think I'm packing for Des Moines, Iowa? Oh man, let's yes. do that. Like in the last ten minutes before Twinkie has to go, we've been Double teasing D's at him? it this whole time. Double D's here. We got Moto here. We got Dave here. We got Twinkie here. So way back, I can't even think like I, I can't. This was months before even your Europe trip, Dave. Yeah, I I'm laying in bed because the first text I sent about this, it was just to Dave. But I was laying in bed. It's like two in the morning. My insomnia is like raging. I'm not sleeping and listening to Ash and Tank just snore away. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is. This sucks. I should go eat another piece of cake and maybe that'll help me sleep. And I'm just laying there and I'm just like, I don't know if we had just watched a Star Wars movie like Ash and I or something, but like it was on my mind and I'm just like, and I'm thinking about the show and I'm thinking about how much I love like all these people and like reconnecting with these people. And I'm like, man, it would be just so great because like Twinkies in Colorado and Dave's in Minnesota and Moto and Double D or like up hours away from me like i i i'm never gonna get to see a star wars movie with all these people together and then i was like wait a second we're we are one we're grown-ups we can do whatever the fuck we want favorites too right get some (laughs) second 
why can't we just get to some central location and see Star Wars together? And that is gonna fucking it like roller coastered. It wasn't gonna happen, and then it was. Then I was like, no, this is happening. Like we are all getting together. It's confirmed. We have the reservations are all happening. I'm gonna stay up. Uh, the tickets go on sale on Black Friday for us to be able to get the the showtime. We are all converging. The entire Long Walk Short Drink staff to Des Moines, Iowa is the central location, and we are going to watch Star Wars Episode 8 together in person and record a Long Walk Short Drink episode reaction to that in person. That, I mean, it the fact that it all came together brings tears to my eyes. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so when, when I got the text, I was like, you know... I really want this to happen and it seems to be, so I, I that's why I just kind of pushed it a little bit yeah. you know, with the Airbnb thing and just said, you know what, it, sometimes I can get a refund. It's not like it's the end of the world, but sometimes just like, just got to push it down the road just a little bit farther, yep. just enough yep. to really get the ball rolling. And so, uh, yeah, so we've got a uh, three bedroom place with enough other furniture for five people Uh just outside of downtown Des Moines, it's funny when they like when you have to rent an air when you rent an Airbnb, they request like why what you're doing. <laughs> I um, <didn't> know that. <laughs> and I thought about I thought about making something up, and I was like, no, no, I'm gonna say exactly what yes. this is. Yeah. So I just I just, I can't remember the exact text, but it was five friends were meeting up to watch Star Wars and then report a record a podcast the next day. So and awesome. it makes you wonder, Denied. like, what the people, what the, what the people, like, are they actually having some sort of like orgy here? Yeah. Like, it's a there, furry convention, is isn't it? It's you guys really are all furries, aren't you? Five dudes watching Star Wars together. Come on, this isn't real. Oh, um, yeah. So I am, I am very excited as well. I just looked. It's a nine and a half hour drive, of which I've already yep. got plenty of of. Uh, uh, feedback from from Dave and Palmer as to ways to uh, obviously Springsteen's Nebraska will be playing <laughs> um, or, or two and a half episodes of Long Walk uh, Short Drink. Yeah, yeah episode right, of Long Walk right. Short Drink. Yeah. Podcast. Three episodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two if you're if you pick the right ones, you can get right. it out in two. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I am I am very much looking forward to it and. Uh, looking forward to see all of you primarily, of course, is the reason. But is there still potential for outs another other people to join via the interwebs, or are we that I want to try to make happen? If uh, if we can get Jacko on board, that would be spectacular. But he's gonna just have a baby, like like a, a oh yeah, he'll have a like two month old, and he yeah. lives in uh, like eight hours in the future. So that's true yeah. Too, but, but you never so, know. I mean, if we can make it happen, that would be fantastic. But yeah, we got other members of the Long Walk Short Drink family, you know, Mr. J or Shamrock or something, uh, you know, mm -hmm. with us yep. all being in one place, uh, adding a little bit of an internet connection would not be that uh, challenging. Be a nope. lot of voices. It's going to be a very chaotic, uh, you know, audio situation. I can't, uh, like one of my favorite things is to watch Moto in person do the sound <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And so I can't wait to see him miking all of us and like, okay, you got to do this and you're going to like, he's so professional, like, ah, oh, man, it's going to be great. So my thoughts have been trying to simplify. 
<laughs> I know. I knew you've already been working on this. I knew yeah. you've already been thinking about how to do it. My thoughts simplify. Oh, man. So I, I have to tell you, Dave and Twinkie, I just have to tell you, it's going to suck that both of you have to drive on your own because I'm going to get to hop in. A, if it works out the way that I'm thinking, Moto is going to pick up Double D and then they're going to meet me down here in Dayton. And then I'm going to get to ride out with Moto Double D out to Des Moines. And it's going to be boom, this boom, epic boom. road trip oh, on yeah. top of, <laughs> like on top of that shit. Like by that point in time, the empire should be like really ramping up at that. We're going to do, we're going to be vlogging the entire time. That shit's going on YouTube. Like, oh there man, better it, be. it's going to be no excuse. For there's that. no yeah, excuse. We're going to stop at American pickers. We are doing an old fashioned American road trip for this. Like it is happening. The three of us, it is going to be spectacular. Like, oh, I can't wait. So just as long as I'm back for Ash's graduation on Saturday morning, that's the (laughs) only thing that matters. (laughs) I got to leave late and Palmer's got to leave early, but we're going to be together for a little while. and We're going to make the fucking most of it. That's right. We're going to see we're going to see episode eight twice. We're going to record. We're going to go to that awesome brew house uh, theater with the micro brews and good burgers and watch episode eight. Uh, everything actually kind of is working out perfect because the first, the very first showtime of episode eight, they already have that, that because that theater is so small, a business has already rented out their best theater for the first showtime. But since Dave's getting in late, we can't do the first showtime. So we're going to do the second showtime in their really good theater. And then we'll be able to do their first showtime the next day at 10 uh, to see it our second time. And then we'll have all afternoon after that, like we'll grab some lunch have all afternoon to record our episode. We'll hit the road at like six or whatever. Drive through, come to Dayton, Moto. You and Double D can crash at my place while I go to Ash's graduation before you hit the road the rest of the way home. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. I think it'll be a great time. Dude, it's going to be so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Dibs on the big spoon. Oh man, uh, uh, that's that's it's it's gonna yeah. Man, it's gonna be yeah. so great. So, uh, Twinkie, thanks so much for joining us. I know you got to go. You got to sit. Yeah, kid. apologies for having no, to, to no, run. No, 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 no. Oh, between no. between Please teething do not apologize. and sick kids. Um, I do have one more thing for phase three that I like to throw out there. Sure. We can talk a lot more about this offline. But I wanted to just get the idea. I enjoy video games as, okay. a, as a hobby, as a pastime. And there's a, st- a streaming service called Twitch. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Twitch, but basically it allows people like myself with a webcam and a microphone to stream video games. Other people watch and it's free to watch. You can set up subscriptions and you can do all this other stuff. But what I would like to do, but kind of in the spirit of what long walk short drink is, is uh, on my schedule, I work crazy, crazy hours, but two of my shifts, I get home at late, late at night, 10 PM mountain time, which is even of course, farther ahead for the East coast folks. And what I like to do is put together some sort of regular streaming schedule. That would be, I would like it to have 
the similar feel to what this podcast is in the sense that I'd be dividing random people into a positive environment where you stream random video games and it could be sponsored by long walk, short drink. Yep. And it wouldn't necessarily be called long walk, short drink. It'd be called whatever, but it could be sponsored by the podcast. And then, um, again, my focus of it would be to, it would be late at night. There's a lot of times that people get up in the middle of the night and they have insomnia. They, having a bad day, they're heartbroken, they're sad, and it's one in the morning, and um, what a better place to turn than to have a friendly face and a smile and some kindness. Um, and so it's a work in progress. Um, it's it's something that I'll have more to talk about hopefully in December about what I'd like to do, um, and we'll kind of see what you guys think. Yeah. I love it. Well, here, let me get back on mic. Hang on. No, Twinkie, it's not sponsoring. That's just a piece of the Long Walk Short Drink Empire. Yeah, that's, however that's, you like, yeah. That's, and, and that will be, the goal is, is that all gets housed under the Long Walk Short Drink website where they can go to, if they want to do Twinkie's Twitch, Oh man, that's like that just came. That just came off. Twinkie's came off. That just my fucking head, y'all. Top his head, y'all. Why? So, like, but that would all be in there. That would that, that would like they would just go to one spot and they can see that. So here's some other projects, some other things that uh, Double D and I have come up with that would be pretty awesome. Uh, the Nine Inch Nails podcast with Moto and Dave, I think, would be spectacular. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, the I, I I thought of so twice now in Double D's working on his project, I've gotten random text messages. That's just it's either like um, a screenshot of a mo- like a box cover or so, like, but he's just, like just hey, I just watched uh, Big Trouble in Little China. And like that's it. That's all the text is. God bless. And like I want more. Like at that point, I'm just like, whoa! This is my grown adult friend who just watched this movie for the first time because of a podcast I make with another friend. Like I need to know what that's like. And so another project that I'm thinking about is where um, Double D experiences things for the first time, and then we get on you on a live stream. Another really easy way. We just get on a live stream like this and just talk about like, what's it? So Dave and I have this like sentimental feeling because of this thing, because we've watched it since we were a kid or whatever. You're yeah. a grown ass man watching this. Like, what's your yeah. reaction to it? <laughs> you know, like um, most recently being I got a uh, I, I got a text that uh, of the professional box art. That said, everybody should watch this movie. Everyone? Yeah. Everyone. Everyone. It's so good. Oh, so good. None of you guys did it. I would have done it, but the bride was right here and she yeah. would shatter pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that's the kind of, like, that's another, that's another one that would not be, it's not Long Walk Short Drink. It's in the vein of Long Walk Short Drink, though, and it all fits in the Empire. Yes. And, uh, um, I, I, Twinkie, I think that, Twinkie's Twitch is a fantastic idea. Um, love yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I saw Double D kind of react to the video game thing. You know, that's something we can definitely look at together too and talk about what that looks like for us. And, you know, there's lots of really great examples of positivity and yeah. Yeah. Um, all that good stuff that's available. So Awesome. Cool. Oh, man, I love you guys. Twinkie, 
Twinkie, so nice. Man. Love you, buddy. Man, I, I really love it. I love you guys so much. Thanks so much. It's great to see and hear all of you again. We'll talk soon. We love it too. We love that Let's fucking see. mullet. <laughs> yeah. Peace, guys. Be well, sir. Yeah, Twinkie. Yep. Bye. That's awesome. Quick aside, that's not really for the show. Got the fire starter. Uh, Shout Factory. Fucking Ooh. rocks. Oh, man. Is there that a lot a- on that? There's a uh, like a 60 minute documentary and an, an audio commentary. I should talk about it on the show at some point. I'm not sure when. I've heard they're going to. Re- I heard they were thinking about rebooting that, and then Stephen King wrote a sequel to that. I think. I oh think really? Ooh. I think like I. So, not to get into a King Corner, but I beep just. Beep. Beep. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I uh, I just loaded the first new Stephen King book. Like, I'm ready to move. I'm on the Dark Tower right now. Let's get into a King Corner. What the fuck is the long walk? I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Moto's got something for this. I know. Let's do a fucking King Corner. Episode 30. Boom. Yeah, let's do it. Boom. Boom. All right. Honey, come on over here, sugar buns. The radio camera. Okay. <laughs> how do you, Dave? I, no, Dave. How do you still not know the words to that? You, <laughs> Who knows what that guy's saying? Video game. <laughs> you got, there's a supercomputer. Just pull it up. It's lyrics. Yeah, right. I'm looking. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Oh, who made who? Yeah. Oh, here I know. The video <laughs> game, D, and then like, you just start mushing words together. It oh, the kills video me game says "play me." Face it on a level. Oh, wait, hold on. <clears throat> the video game says "play me." <laughs> Face it on a level, but it says it. T- See, that's where you lose it. Like where you, yeah. like nobody knows <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know what he says, but I know the one sound. That it makes. Yeah, this is this is revolutionary, though. I'm looking at it online. What the lyrics are. All right. Um, Thank so, you. First off, <laughs> Dave. Yes, sir. You have started it. I have started it. Ooh, I'm out. Come on! <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit! God damn it! <laughs> I call you. I literally call you Double D. All why all am I? Time. Why am I doing all? Even when we're just hanging out at your house or yep. here or whatever, I still call you double d that is your name to me why am i doing that now stop it you know other people's lunches stop no! it that's the first ki- uh, kindergarten cop reference on the show of um, which there'll be many <laughs> i am as far as um hold on you'll know when sorry i was gonna read the chapter thing i don't have the book yet i actually did get a hardback um, it was my uh, birthday recently, so I got some like Amazon gift cards. So I, I order. I found like a fifty dollar copy of the of the hardback. So it's coming. I'm up yep. as far as 1985, the six calls. Eddie, no, Eddie Casper takes his medicine is not the one. It's the uh, six phone calls. It's it's scrolling across the thing. Six phone calls in 1985. Yeah, Beverly Rogan gets a whooping. That's what oh, I just man. heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So fucking it. So it, it it opens like the trailer with the with the yep the little boat that goes into the sewer and then you see the the clown and stuff and then and then it starts to tell you then it gets into some stuff where it starts to introduce you to characters and this is where it's really helpful 
to have listened to Stephen King's other works, especially the bigger ones. Like, cause like when I listened to the stand, you got Carrie, you got Salem's Law. They're they're relatively small, self-contained stories. But yep. in the stand, you're starting to get to know characters. You don't really That's, know it, like how like it's going to spin out. There's people you have to track in the stand. Like it's right. It's, it's huge. You go from Carrie's like five, Salem's yeah. Lot's like fifteen at maximum. And literally, Carrie's like, it's about Carrie. And that's right. the name of the book. Right. So it's right. like, it's not hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I totally get that, uh, where that would help. Because, but at the same time, though, too, after you get through these initial phone calls, it's really just about that group. It's about the Losers Club. That's really but, what the- Oh, but what's helpful, though, is that I'm not... I'm not misled in some way where it's like, I know this is all building towards something. And not yeah. only that, but you set it up to be his kind of, um, maybe not like the peak of his career, but a, a, a certain nexus of his skill set. And it, I can feel that in terms of like how it's setting up these characters in ways that are like these mini vignettes, or like these, there's these vignettes about a certain person that you know will pay off later. Yep. Um, so there's that. Unfortunately, it is like, yeah, like you you get the op- opening murder and stuff, and that's it's it's creepy. It's cool. I actually got some rain and some cool weather here in the summer when I was yeah. listening. It was kind of great. But then it's like it's into a hate crime and then domestic violence and just some and that stuff where it's like I just listen to Firestarter. Yeah, yep. I listen to Firestarter, which is not too not too brutal really and not even that horrific. You forget sometimes like what he's capable of. <laughs> right. So this yeah. reminded me very viscerally. At the same time, the last thing I, I wanted to say about it is is the the narrator you said for it is amazing, Steven Weber. Yeah. Who sounds like Stanley Tucci, which I now hear. Yeah. He is outstanding. Like I've actually literally never heard uh, an audiobook read in such a dynamic and exciting way like there's the one radio character who has the different voices he can do those different voices it's so compelling the way that he reads this thing is it's really it's one of the really surprised me first off it's one of stephen king's most and and that's totally me poaching what i've heard other people say like that's his pinnacle work like it's his it's him at his best um however if it's him at his best, it is one of the best audiobooks I've ever listened to because Steven Weber literally nails that book. He's got the tone down. Wait, do you hear him do Pennywise? He's done um, it a little bit at the beginning. And yeah. even that I took notice of. I was like, woo. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and there are times where I feel like he's just all he's doing is channeling um the the um mini series Pennywise like why can't I think of that actor's name? Oh Curry. Tim Curry. Tim Curry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um where I feel like he's just channeling Tim Curry's Pennywise. But there's really he makes it his own he makes that whole thing his own character. And I've again I feel like this shows the clout that Stephen King has. If you're Stephen King, you get things the way that you want them. Other audiobooks are really hard to listen. I know you've listened to them. You've probably listened, picked up audiobooks, Dave, that are just like horrendous to try to listen to because the narrator is not good. I feel like there's a point where Stephen King is like, I'm Stephen King and I want to really, and I, and 
he also appreciates audiobooks. He says that over and over and over again in like his introductions to some of his audiobooks. He loves that that format. And so he really makes a conceited effort to ensure that they are good. Um I would highly rec- like wait till you get to Wizard and Glass. That is Frank Muller reads Wizard and Glass. It's like listening to a radio drama. You don't even know you're listening to an audiobook. It, oh wow. He nails like he's got he's got a voice for every character that doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like the same person doing all those voices. It literally sounds like there are different actors reading each one of those characters. Oh um, man. So that, Steven Weber's pretty close to that. This is the oh, first yeah, time absolutely. I've ever noticed an audio narrator to such a positive degree that it threw others into the shadows. Like I don't think I I had not heard this level of quality in terms of like the representation of voices and just sheer just like dramatic thrust to the whole thing. Yeah, like he's he acting. Really, that's that's yeah, he really is. He's and, acting and, the book. That's what he's doing. And you don't like it's not the kind of thing. There are certain audiobooks where you kind of you, I don't know. It's not that you cringe a little bit when the, the people affect voices and stuff. It's just. I don't know. This is really next level. So some of the most outstanding that I've heard are like uh, Richard Poe's reading of Blood Meridian is amazing. Um, There's a guy actually who lives in, uh, he happens to live in the the small town in in Northfield where I live called um, Benjamin Percy. He he has this book called uh, Red Moon about werewolves. This is wonderful political allegory. Um, I couldn't recommend highly enough. And his voice I can't begin to approximate how deep it is. It's yeah. crazy. He's he's our age, but somehow he has this uh, a amazing literary facility and two like he has a voice that I no I couldn't. Wow. It's it's so yeah. many octaves below that. And this is the one of only of his audiobooks that he reads that that you get to experience that. It's yeah. I fucking check that out. I've been meaning to tell you that for a long time. Uh, Red Moon. It's really good audiobook. Um, and actually Stephen King is a fan of his. He's a, he's a relatively young writer, but man, Stephen Weber reading it is. I'm so glad that wasn't just me feeling that like, cause like it's so good. It's amazing, right? Like, wait, you're not even, you're not even into the story yet. You're still in the exposition, like setting it up. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Double D. What's your, what's your aversion to it? Try to explain that to me. Oh, the trailer. Oh my gosh. Like I'm out. Like it's it's crazy. There's oh, no. It's I w- there's so that takes me back to like so when I was like and and listening to you and and how you when you grew up and and how horror movies were always a part of of your, you know, that's just how you grew up and it was sit down and watch this and I'll show you the actor afterwards and it's all you know, it's all cinema. It's all magic. It's all movie right. magic. Um, the, no, that was not, that was not my experience. Like my life was, um, like the princess bride. Oh um, yeah. That's about like the ROUS Yeah. Like that, like scared the, like the living daylights out of me. And I was like, like ROUS was something like I was like, oh my gosh, I, I would have a hard time getting to sleep at night. Um, you know, of course, rodents of unusual size. Um, right. And it was just, you know, those kinds of things. And and um, I went over, I don't know, a friend's house or somebody, um, but it wasn't my friend. I think it was my sister, my older sister's friends. And they were watching a horror movie called 
like I think it was just called House or The House. I know no House. That's I know House. That's a great that's a great that movie is terrifying. Fucking terrifying. So let me just tell you. So yeah. <laughs> like I'm not kidding. Um it was months that I could not sleep. Um Yeah. And it, I mean like I should laugh. Thanks for laughing, Moto. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, this is like a like a traumatic experience, like life changing traumatic experience, and and I'm I'm glad Moto's enjoying enjoying getting pleasure out of it. Um, yeah, it was like the heart, like there's like a heart beating, and I I'll be honest, like if it happened, like if I if I have a nightmare tonight, I would not surprise me talking about it right now. Really? Um, wow. And I'm telling you, like, it was it was life changing. And it was yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. And that was um, and, and maybe that was probably wasn't the best horror movie to get started on. Um, <laughs> but it was it was one that I wasn't probably supposed to watch. It was just like I snuck in the back of the room as they were watching it. And I was like watching it. And then I was like, oh, this was this was the, a bad choice. Um, yeah yeah so horror movies have never been anything that i've i've just have stayed away from from all of those kinds of things and it's just um you know as a grown man as a as a grown adult um i can rationalize it like no i know that that character like i know the guy that plays the character is still but i get very little pleasure out of out of horror movies now scary movies and and suspenseful movies um, you know, I can get into those for sure. Right. Um, but just how do you the, differentiate? What's a What's a good example of like this is a scary movie and this is a horror movie? Um. Well, okay. So, well, maybe not scary so much, but like um um like really really suspenseful movies. Um. And I'm just trying to think of some of the ones like um oh gosh like uh what is it What Lies Beneath? Um. As as kind of like one of those like not horror. Silence of the Lambs. Um and see I haven't seen Silence of the Lambs. Oh shit! Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. Ash has seen Silence of the Lambs. I'm just <laughs> saying. Okay, Don't but I'm feel bad, Della D, because no, I haven't seen Shawshank Redemption. Well, yeah. that's, that's a fucking movies. travesty. Is what that, is. that is a travesty. That is what. Yeah. Both of these um, are travesties. But even yeah. okay, so okay, so let's say this. Even <laughs> um, so, Kill Bill. Like I know, and Ash has seen Kill Bill, but and the other thing is, um, any rapey, I can't do. And oh yeah, that opening yeah. scene, that very opening scene, like, and that, even even in the episode that you talk about it, or it may have even been a different episode, um, where Dave was like, you know, I just, I'm thinking like, is this really where I'm at right now? Like, is am I past this? Like, I don't even think that I can do this at this point. And that's what at that point I was like, I'm out. I was whatever it was, five or ten minutes in, and I said that I cannot yeah. sit and watch this knowing that this is happening, and and. That is just completely, um, yeah. And I'll be honest, going through the the book club, even um, the you know he's so slick, and um, that, oh, that was gut wrenching. Like yeah. it was, and because it was a book, I could you know, and an audio book at that, I I could turn it off and and I'd, I'd listen to the radio for you know half an hour, <laughs> come back to pieces and parts, and 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 work my way through that at least that first. Um, the gazebo scene, or the not the gazebo, but the um, bandstand, the bandstand scene. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just, and that's only like you said. I think it's like a four-page scene. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was brutal. I just brutal. I I could. It was just all I could do to get through that. Um. So yeah, it is not a uh, like a horror. The like the blood, the gore fest. Um. Yeah. Uh, it's it's 
it is still super tough for me to get through that kind of stuff. It's so because uh, there's, I I I mean, it blows my mind. It doesn't blow. That's not the right phrase that I'm looking for. It just, uh, it is just it's it's just so good that I just want to share it. You know what I mean? Like it, it I I yeah. feel like I almost want to pull. You're the first person that I ever heard say this. And, uh, and, and it's almost like what I want to do just to try to get you to listen to it is just spoil the fuck out of it. Uh, yeah. cause you told me how, uh, you, um, sometimes your son will just get so worked up and one of the best ways that uh, when he's watching a movie, he gets right. so worked up because they're building the natural tension in the movie. Right. And he gets that that really affects him and impacts him. And so one of the ways that you combat that is you just spoil it. You let him know right. what's going to happen. Like, right. Hey buddy, they're going to survive. It's, it's okay. Right. This is just all part. Of, and then he's okay. Then he can get into the story and he can actually watch it without worrying about what's happening. I almost right. want to just sit down and just like give you the cliff notes of it and then be like, yeah. it's King's best work. And it's read by a really awesome narrator and just be like, <laughs> so Take what the story I just gave you and then apply those two things to it. And it's worth, you know, it's so worth listening to. But then we were just having this like crazy conversation where we were texting back and forth and bing, 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 all about Steven. Like, I think we were talking about the dead zone and just like oh. a, a few times you've put, hey, oh, you pulled me. Like, oh, like, uh, uh, like I, I can think of like two or three distinct times you've pulled me into this conversation about the dead zone and like this is, and then this, and then this. And yeah. we were in one of those where it was just like volleying back and forth about like impressions from the dead zone. And yeah. out of nowhere, I'm just like, so what's the next Stephen King book you're going to read? And, uh, yeah, you were like the dark tower, like without yeah. missing a beat, you're like oh, the yeah. dark tower. And I'm just like, Holy shit. Like that <laughs> blew my mind because you're jumping, you're going from the dead zone to his opus, like what he considers yeah. his opus. And I'm just telling you right now, if you, if you go through the dark tower, you're going to read it. You're right. going to. Well, and I will tell you this, that, that I started to get into, like, there was a time where I was a non-reader. I mean, and, and when I say there was a time, it was from the time I was born to probably at that time I was like 32. <laughs> Um, I just, I just didn't read. Um, and, and then I, I, I got into, um, under the dome. Um, I started getting into some, like some David Baldacci books, which, which are, which are, you know, basically just paint by number kind of, um, you know, hero villain kind of battle it out and stuff like that. But, um, stuff that I really enjoyed. Um, and then got under the dome at like a garage sale for like a nickel or something, paperback, not, you know, but you know, it's this thick and I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm doing this. She said. Um, yeah, that's right. It, it was, yeah. <laughs> did, did you, have you read under the dome? Yes. Yeah, so, so that was Holy like a huge shit. undertaking that I'm like, I could get into this. Um, yeah. and, and I started to get into it and it was probably, it was the best decision. It was the worst decision because I would be, you know, I'd have to get up and go to work in the morning um, and I'm up reading till two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to go one more chapter. And like, then it's like, well, when you finish that chapter, you can't stop there. No. Um, no. and so it was, it ruined my life. It was, it yeah. was, 
Well, it was okay. Terrible I'm gonna, and good. Listen, if you can handle Under the Dome, I'm pretty confident you can handle it because there's some fucking horrendous shit in Under the Dome. I mean, yeah. Not to spoil for Dave, but like the whole pantry stuff. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Well, and again, there were also times at like 2.15 in the morning, I'm like, one more chapter, and I get a page and a half in, and I'm like, that was enough. Done. <laughs> Done. Done. Oh, man. And then, you know, I'll, I'll read this in daylight. Oh, man. What a, great, what a great one to jump into, though, for Stephen King, because that's one you're getting. It's a great example of a Stephen King book. Yeah. One, you're paying by the pound. You, like you said, it's this thick. Oh, it's, yeah. It's gigantic. Second, it's that he does small town better than any other author I've ever, I've ever read. Like, yeah. because you don't get just the five people in that small town that the story's right. about. You get the town. Right. You get the, the town is yeah. the main character. Everybody else is just the ensemble cast that supports it. Mm-hmm. And that's, Derry is like that. Castle Rock is like that. The town in Under the Dome is like that. I can't remember the name of the town. Uh, um, Mr. Mercedes. Oh, yeah. Mr. Oh! Mercedes. Is that like that? Oh, oh! shit. Oh! I haven't got there yet. That's in, that's in my new batch. Joyland is the next one that I'm going to read. Um, that's 2013. I'm getting, I'm into the teens at this point. So in my chronology, I should... I'm hoping by spring I should be all caught up with Stephen King. I will have wow. consumed every Stephen King book. Um, Whoa. Before we move off it, I just want to get, because I, I was talking to Mona on the phone yesterday too, and he was like, no, on the hit as well. Is it the clown yeah. thing for, for the two of you? Or what is it that, that makes people just be like, nope, on it? Yeah, for it. Go ahead, Moto. I thank you. Um, I don't. So some of those images. I've been watching American Ripper on his the History Channel, and the, it, the, I had a very similar experiences where it's like I can't handle this right now. Yeah, and like this is yeah. a little too sick yeah. <laughs> for for my brain and my body. Like, but, but I'm I'm also uh, I don't know if I want to know my enemy or. Uh, what it is, but uh, I'm also intrigued and want to understand, and I guess kind of conquer and be able to face that force if I was ever so, yeah, opposed. Yeah, and I think Palmer put it best. He and he said it several times. You know, like um, most most authors, most people, it's it's you know you take old people and you take kids. Just those you take them off the table. Like that's not that's not a possibility. And um, that's that's not the way with with King. Like it's nope. it is Holy no smokes. holds barred. So uh, yeah, Mr. Mercedes starts 2009, uh, Southern Ohio. It's it's like a it's a young woman with a baby, and one guy takes to her and kind of helps her do some of the tasks of having the baby in the unemployment line. One guy is very bitter about being there and very negative and. And all of a sudden, this guy puts on a clown mask and gets in a silver Mercedes and plows through the unemployment line after they stood there Jesus. all night. And the first thing you see is the baby and the mother ran ran over. And I'm sitting with Shamrock, and both of us are like, "Whoa!" You know, like it's like, "Oh my, that that was uh, startling." And so yeah, they're going all out with uh, this, and it's a yeah. very psychological. F- uh, uh, it's really. Uh, I, 
Damn, it's it's yeah, they really they're going after it right now with Mr. Mercedes. I think that the best way to approach King is you cannot trust him as an author. You can't <laughs> trust you just can't because he's going he's gonna fuck with you. And the yeah. second you start the second you're like, oh, he's just telling the story here. The second you start buying into that, that's when he kicks you in the nuts. There's yeah. there's a there's a section in it that that makes me ill to my stomach to listen to. And it's just like and it's it it's so it's so hard. It involves a dog. He's so fucking ruthless to dogs. Like there's there's a there's this there in the in the fourth Dark Tower book. There's a section, there's, there's a dog that gets tortured in that, that fucking, I, it's hard for me to listen to. There's a section in it that involves, it, it's not just a dog. It, it, it cycles around one of the characters and one of these minor characters that ends up getting Pennywise picks off. Um, and it, they, he, Stephen King just basically goes through and he gives the whole story about this one character in the 20 pages that this character is in from start to finish. It's like 20 pages of this character. He introduces him and the character's gone and never back in the story again after those 20 pages. But in that 20, it's the 20 pages that is the hardest for me to get through of that book of that story. And, and there's a lot that fucking goes on in that story. Like, and it's just, an, it, and it's, it's the detail that he gives. It's the unrelenting, like it's, it, it's like he puts your nose right in it where you're just like, you yeah. feel soiled by the time it's done, you know? And, uh, whew, man, I'm I, just fair warning, Dave, like that's coming up. It's or, interesting it, because I felt it already and it, I would almost say the opposite, but I'm earlier in the chronology than you and I'm breaking chronology for this, which really hurts my crazy. I know, uh, I know. But, uh, <laughs> Um, but like these things, so like it's all this awful stuff, like the hate crimes and the domestic violence. What I just listened to yeah. today was really hard, but yep. I was thinking it just, I feel like it's almost like I can trust him that these things are I'm put through for a reason in the narrative. Cause I was like, you know, at the end of the day, this guy is not like, oh, the books that I've listened to and read so far, stories and such, he doesn't tend to favor an overly dark outlook on 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 the on the end so uh, so I don't know yeah. <laughs> if I'm setting myself up here to be let down but um it seems like he 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 shows some ugliness for the you know it's like all this darkness so that the cracks of light shine that much brighter and it, so so yep. I've come to kind of trust that a little bit when I'm hearing these awful things because there's so much of his work that is not necessarily so steeped in horror as it were it's sure. really great character studies a lot of times yep and um and so, so every once in a while i get just like yeah kicked in the nuts by like whoa what the fuck and and then yeah you feel dirty and awful and i could even relate to what moto was talking about where it's it's easy to want to or to and, and a good writer will put you in the head of whoever they're portraying so you're like in the head of the villain and 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 you're kind of forced to relate to that in a way um that's really upsetting um because because it always it's always first person however he's putting it 
he's always putting you in the shoes of like he's putting you in the shoes of a domestic abuser like he's and and he, he's kind of spinning it in a not entirely uh he's not putting it in a negative light because right, he's not putting exactly. you in the shoes of that character yeah. Who, if that character saw themselves as negative, they probably wouldn't be doing what they're doing. Right. No one is the villain in their own story. Right. And, and then right. at the same time, too, even of the as he's putting you in the inner lives of these people, he's he he's putting you on the other side of like the person that's being abused and relating it and not justifying it. But I'm like, whoa, I'm just so uncomfortable with the whole thing. And then, uh, but then even at the end of that small vignette, it redeems itself. And so, so I do, I do, I have come to kind of trust that it's going someplace worthwhile. You know what? That is probably more fair. I, I, when I said you shouldn't trust them, you shouldn't trust them to just, to just give you, to just give you the story because I feel like, Hollywood, most other authors, they allude to things, but they always pull their punches. You can't trust him to pull punches. He's going to, he finds value in every word that ends up being on that page. And if that value is something that somebody else might avoid because of how they might be portrayed as like the creator or what have you, I mean, like, I just gave the dark tower series to a colleague who is an African-American. There is an African-American character in the dark tower series that is, has multiple personalities who one personality is a very progressive civil rights activist. The other one is a completely racist hates white people Honky motherfuckers. That's what she calls white people. Honky motherfuckers. And, and I had, I, there would have been a point in my life, I think, where I would have been apprehensive to give, to rec, to even recommend. She is a main character of that series. She comes in in book two. She's all the way to the end of book seven. Like you're, she is there the entire time. And that character is like that the entire time. I, there would have been a point in my life where I would have been apprehensive, but I think I agree with you in the fact that I trust Stephen King, that I'm not going to look bad by recommending that to an African-American person, because there is a point that that person, that character is like that in that book, you know, right. um, racism in it is a huge, a huge sub tone of that book is racism. Oh yeah, all those things like homophobia, yeah, homophobia, like, uh, all that anti-Semitism stuff. Yeah. It's like fear. It, it all comes down yeah. to fear and that's what Pennywise fees on is fear. Uh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and it's weird. I don't fear clowns. Like that thing yeah. that people have. Yeah. And I I Me I have to get I don't I, I was going to guess that it has something to do with the crow and like basically dressing up like a clown, <laughs> oh, like a like a devilish. Uh, here, l- let me send you this this thing in the hangout, you guys, real quick. This is the greatest kind of comparison of these two really spooky mime-like visages that we've seen in popular culture in the last 20 years. Oh! Look at this shit. I'll tweet this out. It's a comparison, basically, of The Crow from 1994, which listeners fucking episode one, and I guess 17 would be good to check out. Jesus. Uh, look at that, though. So it's basically the influence of that film on, say, The Dark Knight and the, the portrayal of that of the comic book character, underground, really, like, gritty comic book character by 
Brandon Lee, and then the 2008 rendition of The Joker by Heath Ledger. You know, both tremendously amazing, and I I have to imagine largely independent performances, but something in the cultural zeitgeist, perhaps. But so I spent a bunch of years like putting on that makeup. You basically lower your head and look up with your eyes, and you look kind of scary. So I'm less scared by the clown aspect of the things that some folks might be just like, whoa, no, but... But yeah, so I'm, I, I'm, I, you know, a lot of it for Stephen King comes down to like I do like sort of extreme situations and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I act, I just sort of think he writes characters and yep. and human drama really well in, yep. in a very compelling way is what it comes down to for me. I'm not looking to be scared. I don't really want to be scared. <laughs> but Dude. well, that's um, like um when well when oh, I'm sorry, Moto, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say with Mr. Mercedes, uh, it's about a. Uh, a retired detective that didn't catch the killer. That's the guy that did the, he oh. killed like a tremendous amount of people through driving a car and, um, and other injured, but he didn't catch him. And so this killer actually goes after him after he's retired, try to fuck with him and say, you didn't catch me. I'm going to do it again. And he, he, Shit. he ties it into sexual stuff. And his, the detective's next door neighbor wants him to fuck her because she has a great body. It's psychological. It's psychological f- shit. It's it's like wow. But that's what life is, and I think that's why King speaks to me so much because he does not pull those punches. Because he, I mean, listen, I I think all of us can sit back if we really thought about it, and we don't have to share this. I don't want to share this, but I. But if you think back and look about it, like or think about it. I think in the last month, if any of us look back at the last month, we can find some pretty horrific shit that probably happened in our life that we had to deal with. Like whether it was horrific, just in the sense that we thought it was horrific or it was horrific. If somebody else were to happen to see that we, what we had to deal with, we would think that. And we don't tell that in our story. Like people don't know about those horrific things. We just deal with them. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what makes what King writes so real is it you can relate to it you can be like oh shit like i've had hair poor terrible things happen to me too and here's proof that i'm not just the only one because if this terrible thing can happen to this in somebody's imagination then that gives some kind of precedence that terrible stuff just happens to everybody you know and for every terrible thing that King puts your nose in where you're just like, oh, I feel so terrible. In the next page, I could be crying because of something so endearing that he'll write, you know? And that's, in my opinion, that's just how life is that he's so good at at putting a finger on through these really outrageous circumstances. Like whether it's a psychic person or a, Inter, you know, a, a, a clown that feeds on people's emotions or what have you. It's it's still always that piece of that character piece. You're right, Dave. That's what that's really what it is. He just writes characters so well. You you can relate to these people regardless of what they are. So, I, how has that been? I'm wondering just that you know within the context of this larger show, like how it's been for Double D and and Moto. Uh, to the Stephen King aspect of the of the program, you know, I mean that that's a kind of byproduct of just I don't know that wouldn't necessarily be a thing we talked about 
unless that little tidbit came out when Palmer visited me in Minnesota where we found out we were both doing the same thing and he was three years further in the chronology than I was. What's it like, um, you know, you're enjoying hopefully the camaraderie of a conversation you could easily be a part of, but maybe are not at that moment. And then we get into the kink talk. Is it like, ugh, <laughs> or, or do you somehow, are you able to engage? No, I think it's easy to engage with, with it and, and not so much necessarily on the king front, but on the, on the front of how much the two of you get out of it. Um, in regards to, you know, it, it could be, it could be anything from Stephen King to, you know, what, I don't know, synchronized swimming or, or skydiving or whatever. Um, These are just you know, things for you to not have to log. I'm noticing. <laughs> yeah, obviously, obviously it's not going to be. It's not going to be movie titles or, or authors. That's for damn sure. Um, JCVD. No, there we mark go. it J- down. Mark exactly. it zero. Yeah, it'll mark it. <laughs> <laughs> mark it. The big Lebowski, so another by one, the way. That's the big one. Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, exactly. sorry. Sorry. Yeah. That was not malicious. <laughs> yeah, sure it wasn't. Um, so it's it's the, it's the it's what you guys get out of it um, that makes it, it, it engaging for me. Um, and again, it, it, I mean, it surely could be something where if you guys were just, I don't know, huge, huge synchronized swimming buffs and that's just what you talked about. Um, and you had the little, like a splash instead of the beep, uh, that came in, um, you know, that, that would still be, it was right there by the way, when you said that, that exactly. Oh yeah. I know it. It, it's in there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just know that Moto's pissed off because now he's trying to find a splash. Oh, he's gonna oh. kill me. Moto's gonna yeah. kill me. It's gonna be death and and dismemberment and um, which oh, are he's mentioning so many <laughs> cyborg things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um. Speaking no, of which, I, I speaking of cyborg, that was on your list, Double D. You want to touch on that a little really? bit? Yeah, it's, oh my gosh, that was definitely on the list. So that's yeah, yeah. Um, and and basically, it's it's you know it's just kind of the clip name is cyborg, and um, you know the, the the description that I had is how can we go the thirtieth episode? How can we talk about all the greatest things that came out of this podcast or or, or the top things that we really enjoyed and not have jcvd uh, or, <laughs> Good point. or yeah serve on bless you sir. jean-claude van damme I, I i certainly can't call him jcvd um i i, I know call him that. jc um, yeah you <laughs> like do. his wife I can't <laughs> um i think part of it is i would think that the that one of the, one of the pieces has to be that the documentary was actually Shorter than the than the film, um, as you guys are pulling, <laughs> trying to decide how much time you can spend talking about. Cyborg. Oh, the, direct, the director's cut was the shorter than cut. the. I'm yeah. sorry, the director's. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so fucking perfect. Whereas Dave was like, just... I I hear your rule, Palmer, and I went to check. Maybe we could do the director's cut. That was shorter. Was what shorter. director's cut is shorter than the theatrical the release? Movie. Cyborg. That's what. <laughs> which is perfect. Which is exactly how it should be. We wouldn't want it any other way. Um, you know, you. I, I guess you have just enough going on not to uh, not to man that Wikipedia page. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh, this is this is how you know Double D has listened to episodes multiple times. Oh, it's when amazing. he can just like wow. when he can just work quotes in, 
just on the fly like that. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Episode so. 13. I kind of pressed the issue. I wanted I wanted uh I wanted to push something and I guess I pushed Cyborg. And uh I it was the oh, music. That's right cuz I was like we we could do a different movie. We could do a more accessible movie. I was yeah. thinking and Moto's like no. No, nope. we're doing cyborg. Oh, we're doing cyborg. It's gotta and be. That's why. Oh my gosh, you guys didn't want it. You were like, you kept talking about it. You were making a joke, and I was like, no way. Right. Yes, that's that's what it was. Because I wanted, I wanted it to be like the Jimmy Kimmel. Like, sorry, we ran out of time for Matt Damon. I wanted yeah. that to be our joke. <laughs> right. That we always were like, oh, we were gonna talk about cyborg, but we've already been talking for four and a half hours. Sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Like, yeah. So uh, much lead in, and I wanted so much it to be tease. that, and it's like. As soon as we established that, Moda was like, fuck no, we're doing a cyborg episode next. Yeah, because it meant so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another tenacious D. That was D, sorry. Was a- <laughs> next. Uh, which, by the way, we haven't talked about it a lot, but Palmer and I had a had a briefly, uh, like a short-lived tenacious D tribute act called Mighty Juice. <laughs> oh man, it was so Sounds good. Sounds appropriate. So I, that was my I, this is, this is a college. total sidebar, but I had this like fantasy while I was driving home from work the other day where I was like, I want to write a Tool album with Moto and I want to write a Tenacious D album with Dave. That's what I want to wow. do. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, a t- we should just combine those. I mean, they be uh, and do like a Tool Tenacious <laughs> D album. That would be f- yeah. Holy sh- mind fucking blown. What are we doing here? Holy <laughs> shit! What are we doing with our lives? That should be happening now. Yeah, Fuck. both of those things exist. Like, if you combine the two, then you got something new. Let me just yeah, wrap it- this king corner up before we. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Moto. Oh, I was gonna say fifty-fifty, half Tenacious D, half Tool. I'm yeah. you know what that's okay because I totally like that because we don't want to do we don't want to just like do all of one of like each of those because then we'll just be like posers, right? But if we're the person if we're able to combine the artistic and like really in well both of them are like really talented both groups are like talented music tool, groups. You tool know. is so in depth they can't agree on releasing another album. Really? Is that <laughs> like I I oh, believe that I believe that a hundred percent. It's been years in the making, yeah, and they can't agree on releasing it. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, so so we but yeah, that was that a far. fantasy. That was a fantasy of mine that I would love to like. I would love to sing on a Tool album with Modo and a Tenacious D album with Dave. Uh, nice. That would be so awesome. So let's make that happen. But let me wrap up this King Corner with. I read two articles about it because we've pretty much just talked about it the whole time. And that's great. Uh, Cause I'm super, I am so as deflated as I was with the dark tower movie. I am conversely excited for the it movie. Uh, yeah, I, I think it is going to be phenomenal, but I read two really good articles. One was an interview with King where he said, I don't even think they sent me swag for the it movie. They did not consult him at all for that production. (laughs) And then I read an interview and he ended that with, but I saw the movie and it's fantastic. Uh, then I read. So when I read that, I was like, holy shit. Like, could you imagine making a Stephen King movie and not even talking to Stephen King once about it? Like, 
That's Stephen King. Like, it's like J.K. Rowling. Like, could you imagine making a Harry Potter movie without involving J.K. Rowling, you know? Because no. she's so in, she's so immersed in that universe that she created. You need her to be there, right? You need it. But this director, I read it. So, I'm sorry, Double D, I know you want to, I know you want to talk. But this director went on an interview and he's like, the studio backed me because as great as Stephen King is, I didn't want to have, once I found my vision for the movie, I didn't want to have to explain to him why he, he was wrong in his story. Well, and, and just to throw, like to go just piggyback on that. And the idea is, you know, what, what makes books so powerful and whether it's Stephen King or Rowling or, or anyone, I mean, take your right. pick, um, Steinbecker, I mean, there, there's so many. Choices. It's it's the connection that the reader has, and right. it's and Stephen King is the, one of the first ones to say it. I mean, according to all of the conversations that we've had in multiple King's Corners, is that you know, I don't want to, I don't want to watch a movie because that puts that person as my in the stand or as your as your trash right. man or, or you know it's right. it's. I want to have the person created in my head that can live forever, and this is my person. I don't want to talk to the author and get his opinion. I've already, I've already heard what he had to say through the through his writing, yep. but that writing spoke to me on a different level, and I was able to, you know, I was able to look at this um, from a completely different standpoint. Um, of Mice and Men was one of my favorite books, um, and then I watched the movie. And I was completely. I. I mean. I wish. In hindsight, I wish I wouldn't have even watched the movie, yep. Yep. because it totally. You know, it totally took what I had in my mind for Lenny, and and just. It wasn't who. That's not my Lenny. I mean, it yep. was. And and, I am a okay with with how you know if, if that director is just like I'm not going to consult. You know Stephen King, who is this God among gods of of authors, and I'm just going to give it my interpretation. More power to you. I think yep. that's phenomenal. When I read that article by the end, because I was like, "Who's gonna fucking who? Who can balk Stephen King? He's Stephen King." But I read the article, and when when he said that line, he's like, "I didn't want to compromise my vision by trying to explain to Stephen King why his story was wrong." And I was like, yeah. holy shit. That just, that made my dick even harder for it. Like the it movie. Like, <laughs> like, you know, that's an opening quote now. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> when I read that, I'm just like, this is going to be fucking amazing. Like so awesome. Uh, you, uh, shit. Fuck you. God damn it. <laughs> Double D, seriously, you need to read it. Like, you you need to. It's so good. It's just, it's so good. Moto, you should listen to it, too. I got to tell you, um, when I see a clown like that, I'm thinking straight punches, kicks. Like, <laughs> yes! Um, you know. Like, Liver I, shot. I need to destroy this fucking thing in front of me, like, and I need yeah. to kill yeah. it now. Yeah. I'm scared as hell. I, I, and just real quick, so so Dave, I will say that it's not a clown thing. It was, and if anything, 
Um, I had a figure figurine doll, like I don't know, it was probably you know two feet or something like that of Emmett Kelly, um, which uh, was it, and it was just a hard plastic figure that I don't know how I ended up with it. My mom had it from for some reason, and um, that guy is like if you like pull that up on Google Images and that'll give you nightmares. But that was in my room for my whole like childhood. So Who is this? Say this again. Let me look it up. Em- Emmett Kelly. Emmett Kelly. Oh. Emmett Kelly. What? He's just. It's that. It's yeah, that. Yeah, he's um, like a depression not, not, era. Not quite clown. like the. Uh, not quite the Pennywise. Model, oh yeah, but, he. But more, no. Uh, that no. Here, I'm going to send yeah. the Google it's, search it's so that way the, you can see a whole page of him. It's drab colors. Uh, Moto, don't the... open that because you'll want to punch the screen, and I need you on this. <laughs> I need you on for the rest of the episode. All right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, it is. I'm on. I mean, it's so just I punched a... him. This guy got it's... in my face, so I punched <laughs> him. <laughs> this guy's sad. He's sad. Uh, no, actually, I just like broke my sad. hand again. He is sad. He's a sad clown. <laughs> he is a sad clown. I just like oh. broke my hand again. Um, there was a couple raccoons on our back porch. And I just stood up and I was scared again, like the clown. And so I just punched the door and then my hand was already broken and I broke it again and my wrist is really fucked up. <laughs> oh, so Moto. I, oh, no. So that's my how are you gonna do the, How are you going to do the finger wall with a broken wrist? You can't do the finger <laughs> well, wall with a broken wrist. Uh, I can't. And uh, mousing around on a computer is like terrible. So oh. I just got an ergonomical mouse and uh, shit. But damn clowns. Damn raccoons. Fuck <laughs> Can't have Moto taken out by a mouse. <laughs> uh, do we got anything else? Anybody got anything else for the King Corner? Um, the one thing I, I saw, I, uh, just so that it doesn't get lost in the shuffle, it's not very long. Firestarter as a as an adaptation is was one of the most remarkably faithful adaptations I've ever seen. It really um, was. In the shop, I, like, I, I like, but again, do you feel like, though, that Stephen King just is the one, like, in... Early on, on that, you just you're like enough with the psychic abilities. Come on, like, yeah, it was definitely a preoccupation. Um, yeah, in the early in that first decade or so, I do know that he was alternating writing the Dead Zone and Firestarter, like back and forth. He was trying to write okay. two different. You know, he was trying maybe trying to write the same thing at one point, but eventually it diverged, and he had more of a focus on one thing in one book and, and another. In this, in in the in this, uh, Firestarter was more the uh, fantastical, I guess, with the fire and whatnot. Um, But I really appreciated the adaptation being so faithful. I thought a lot of the characterizations were really wonderful. It's very bizarre. Like I was, I shared that uh, Brandon Lee uh, link. I've been watching all these Bruce Lee movies and stuff, and I got from Shout Factory Brandon Lee's debut, which I had ordered. It's called Legacy of Rage. It came out in 1986. And the only thing I remember about it is that he fights in that movie, Bolo Young from uh, Enter no the Dragon, way. and yeah, he he fight and from Bloodsport and stuff. Uh, he fights that car- that guy, but um, it's a pretty forgettable movie. But I had it like on VHS that I ordered from a bootleg from the back of a magazine. But of course, Shout Factory released a thing with the commentary, so I'm like, I gotta get it. <laughs> so I got it up right near when I got uh, Firestarter. And then I also, so I was thinking about, like, am I going to watch Brandon Lee's short run of films now in my, you know, chronology crazy? And like, well, maybe. And so I pull out this uh, showdown from Little Tokyo that I got of him and Dolph Lundgren from 1991. 
And uh, I put that in the bottom of the pile. I'm watching Firestarter. I'm like, Mark Lester, the director of Firestarter. Where do I know that name from? And so I look it up. Sure enough, he directed Showdown in Little Tokyo. Whoa! <laughs> um, Holy he did not shit. direct very many movies. And I was like, wow, what a small world. Anyhow, yeah. produced by Frank Capra Jr. Uh, the soundtrack for Firestarter is by um, Tangerine Dream, who did a lot of that great, like, uh, Sorcerer music, a lot of great '80s films are scored by Tangerine uh, Dream. Yeah, no, um, uh, Legend with Tom Cruise. Oh yeah, and it did a Tangerine Dream, but the studio didn't like it. Didn't so, like it. They, yeah, it uh, can be an extreme choice, I guess, but it, it's cool and it worked in this. I thought. Yeah, no, that's and good. Drew Barrymore is great. I like most everybody. The my my single complaint about the movie was it has like there's like this really strong American Indian character. Uh, Rainbird, and in the film, it's played by George C. Scott, which in this, like, it's yeah, like quasi Sambo kind of. It's not like super insulting. Like, if you figure the time, it's like, all right, but it's it really is unforgivable. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, I, other than that, it's really great. I remember when I watched that movie, it was like I felt like it was a really low budget production. I felt I just felt that way about it. Maybe it was because it was so. I. Or maybe a better way to say it was it felt really dated. Um, I could see that, too. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, the 80s music and all that. Yeah. There's so much pyrotechnics and stuff. I couldn't yeah. believe. That was the thing I was blown away by. I can't wait to see the making of it. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty cool. I, overall, I, I liked it other than the, the little racist bit. But yeah, I, my bladder's about to burst. But I want to get the last of Double D's list. And yeah, let's, let's take a pre-bake pee break and then let's just rapid fire the rest of the list how's that sound brandon lee movie but yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Rapid, rapid fire, fire <laughs> long walk list. short drink rapid fire doesn't happen all right yeah <laughs> ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> I know that um, you were kicking around spoilers abound, but Long Walk Short Drink is so much better a name. It is. It really is. Like, it just, it's so perfect. Yeah. You know, the 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 small handful of people, which uh, I have to say, Ash also is fucking amazing at pushing this podcast. Like, like. Really? Oh my god. Oh. She works it into any conversation. Like she'll like people come up and I again I do not deserve her. Have you heard that song Cheerleader? Like that uh, no, where yeah. the guy's like singing about how he has a cheerleader who this person yeah. that always like sticks by his side and like always fight. Like that's my wife. I don't I I do not deserve her. I literally do not deserve her. She will work in this podcast into conversations with perfect strangers. Like my, my husband, he has his podcast. It's really good. I watch, I listen to it all the time. It's fantastic. You should listen to it. And she, she like, she sells it to other people. Like it's just uns like, and I, I, and I don't tell her to do that. Like I, I'm more of the, like, don't tell them about that. Like, don't do like, you know, like, <laughs> And she's just like, no, they should not. Like you have sponsors. You have sponsors. And I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like, yes. it's, it's so fucking awesome. I, like, again, like we don't deserve her, like, because she's no. fighting for this show, you know, fucking like get out, L like, look like, it up. That episode is 
fantastic. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So good. All right, Double D. So uh, give us a... What's next on your list? Oh, man. <clears throat> well, I I think the... um. <laughs> I've got I've got kind of uh, a few here, and, and most of them are relatively small kind of of clips that um, won't take long to to splice in, and and it won't take up too much extra time. But um, <laughs> one of the top ones that that is a little bit of time is the um, is uh, don't loan me stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. That was funny. Don't do it. <laughs> And I, I will tell you, it's it was a it was a wonderful time, um, and it was a it was it was something that carried over for years, years, years. I meet this amazing person in Palmer. We hit it off, um, and it's just something you know I want to share with him. Uh, this this stand up comedy routine, and and uh, I go out and you know I find it. Uh, as this so eloquently stated, this bootleg ripped off copy online on eBay and give it to him. And I give, I, I give it to him with such reverence. And that part was just completely <laughs> skipped over. I'm like, no, no, the, you, you just, this is so gold. Like this is classic. It's just golden comedy. It's clean and it's just spot on. It's so spectacular. And he takes it. And, oh yes, this is, oh, this is terrific. I can't wait. And years go by. <laughs> years. <laughs> years. Nearly a decade. Nearly a decade. And every time, it is a talking point. Every time, what did you think of? No, no oh, I, I, I've still got it. I, I just haven't. All right, well, just, okay. Well, just bring it next time. Just bring it next time. Okay, just bring it next time. Okay. No, can't do it. Listen. And then, don't loan no, me stuff. I, I know. Yeah, no, I'm um, sorry. So then that was an episode 18, 18A, actually. The uh, oh, listener wow. feedback. So, um, yeah, which was spectacular. Double D, like, orders this bootleg copy of that stand-up from eBay and happened to have it at a professional development that we were at. And he's like, hey, I got that stand-up. And he hands it to me. He's like, you should take this home and watch it. And so I was like, cool. So... Years, I, I, that is no, I am one of the worst people. Do not ever loan me anything. I'll just say it. <laughs> Don't loan me anything unless you never want to see it again. It's not like <laughs> I'm going to try to steal it. I'm not trying to steal your property. I probably tried to fight taking it if you think back you think back to it, I was like I don't want to take that because you'll never see it again if I take it no 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 take it you again I know where you live uh, 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 wink wink don't loan me things just don't, I'm not that kind of person and like just it will sit there it just sits there and then you'll never see it again and then I have your uncollected crap in my house and I hold resentment against you for it being in my house and I'm the one that didn't give it back everyone's mad <laughs> hopefully you really enjoyed whatever was loaned to you <laughs> initially so, yeah so um so he loans me this thing so and I have it for years I've had the, I had this DVD so long it moved with me from Ritman to Centerville to where I live now in Dayton. And oh. I had it so long that he, it was like this running joke that when we would, cause uh, where we worked 
we telecommuted wherever we, and we could live anywhere in the state. And so we only came together like four or five times throughout the year. And every time we would come together for professional development, he'd be like, Hey, did you bring my CD? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. And, uh, so, um, it got to the point that when I moved into where we live now, I took that, that DV, he, he like makes this, con- I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I, I'm, I'm sure it started somewhere like this where I just like sent a text and I'm, he's like, how's the move going? Cause he helped me move in here with Ash. Oh my God. And, you're holding people help you move. You're holding their shit. Oh yeah. Like, like listen to this. So, so he had helped me move. He drove two hours one oh. way to help me move. Helps me move. Uh, and he's making the joke while he's helping me move. He's like, maybe we're going to run across my Sinbad DVD. And I'm like, oh, I don't think so. Like, and so, then run, and he, so he'd be like, so how's the unpacking going? Oh, pretty good. Well, if you run across my Sinbad DVD, let me know. And I'm like, I, I, and I made the comment. I was like, double D, you have to face the facts. Sinbad lives with me now. <laughs> Did you say it all, all like deliver oh, like that? Oh yeah, like in my text message, like I had the dot dot dots and everything, and then I proceeded to text him like if I I need to look and see if I can find these. I don't know if I do. He may. That's amazing. Uh, but I text him photos where like the Sinbad DVD is like in my bed, like with the cover like kind of tucked up next to it. And, like, oh yeah, we need and, like, those. It's just like all over positioned all over my house. All to like footnote, just for the record, even though I am a terrible friend and human being, that's not true. That's not true. But but I am very sensitive to the loaning, so I will keep that in mind. Don't loan me anything. Uh, And then um, another little clip then um, when you drink and pod. And (laughs) (laughs) And it's just that's. It was just so spectacular. How do you feel? Dude. Like I go back and forth on this sometimes because there, there's only one episode for myself personally that I cannot deal with because of all the drinking. But how is that for listeners? Like, I mean, I know, like when I listen to podcasts, it's not generally. I don't generally drink and listen to pods as much as I <laughs> do the opposite. So it's like, and you hear people slurring and it's like when you're around drunk people and you're not drunk, you're like, Oh my God, with you people, how frustrating is that? <laughs> no, it's not. And, and <laughs> what it comes down to is it's one thing like, and, and like you said, so if you come into the party late and you walk in and all these people are hammered and you're like, you're completely coherent. You're like, Oh, this is, Come on, like this is absurd. <laughs> yeah, but wrong place. I, I have to assume we're thinking we're all thinking of the revenge episode. And <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> and just that. Oh yeah, just, man, that episode. Just, that episode. <laughs> that there towards the end, it was a, it was a it was a stamina test, is what that episode was. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And it came down to, but but what happened is, like if you're in it from the beginning, you're you're in it with you. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's it's oh, all part nice. of it, and it's a it it doesn't feel like it. you're coming in, um, to the party late because you're you're in the whole party. And when it gets down to the end, and 
um, maybe people aren't quite as um, uh, their dictation <laughs> isn't quite uh, on point as it was at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that that's, that lends <laughs> the enunciation is a little off. Um, it's <laughs> but it lends interruptions are a little more frequent. Certainly, yeah. Um, which is hard to believe. Let's be honest. Yeah, um, I know that's, that's a feat. That's saying a lot. <laughs> that, that is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, it's but it's you're right there with it, and and that's what makes it such a. Uh, it it really draws you in as opposed to to keeps you out to keeping you out. Um, and and it's it's something where you can just kind of feel it, and 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 it's funny, and and I even enjoy hearing the psh in the background, and you're just like, oh, some. Somebody's Something getting loaded. This is, <laughs> yeah, spectacular. Yep. Yep. spectacular. Yep. Um, so that was terrific. And then it was the it was then when you come out like, and and Dave stumbles on his words a little bit, and he's like, "Oh, that's what happens when you drink in pod." And he's <laughs> and he tries to get past it, and Palmer is just like he just. <laughs> and you, I mean, I'm sure you can roll that at this point. <laughs> Uh, Vice Principals is uh, is on HBO. I think they're going to do a limited run, and it's so much darker out here than when I first started. But I was going to read the uh, the like a couple sentence synopsis just so that people know what it is. So created by Danny McBride and Jody Mc <laughs> Jody Mc. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say Moto cut it out, but don't cut it out. That's what happens when you drink in pod. So, <laughs> you drink in pod? Is that what you just said? This is what happens when you drink in pod? I'm a beer and a half in. Oh, and don't be that stuttering. Guy. No. <laughs> no, no pod? No drink in pod? We just, we just lost half our fans. Oh, fuck. Get cut it out, Moto. Yeah, don't drink in pod. Don't drink. Don't drink I, I'm already like. Listen, I'm already. I'm already loaded. I, this is, <laughs> no, like. Let me. Um. I don't even know if I can get the camera to like look over at what oh, no. what I have going on right now. But do you see that? <laughs> nice. My liver hurts looking at that. All of that. That's that's what I got. So that's how much I had before the podcast. Oh! <laughs> the ice. Yeah. It's gonna break. It's your house. It's on fire. Oh, I do love that. That's yeah. my favorite too. Like Walken's delivery of the ice is gonna break in the dead zone is one thing, but Palmer's rendition of like that line from the book <laughs> your house is on fire <laughs> is one of my favorite things i can't do it now yeah you can yeah. do it it was yeah. there yeah your house is on fire <laughs> yeah pretty close. one of the things i'm sad uh, just a little sad so i'll, I'll include it here because uh sometimes we you know we talk longer and we edit it down um and you'd be amazed to to learn that there are some things i don't manage to fit in you know to the conversation interject but uh, in the, uh, one of the most fascinating things I found about the Dead Zone uh, film was that Walken would do three levels of performance for that movie. Because we were talking about this is where Walken becomes Walken yeah. in terms of like, yeah. from right. being a, a, a more average actor with a kind of an extraordinary persona to someone who's embracing that persona a little bit. And um, or just starting to. But so he would, I guess, give three levels of performance for the director to then choose from in the editing. So something like the ice is going to break 
would be like, the ice is going to break. You know, and then yeah. the ice is going to break. And then the third one would be like, the ice is going to break. <laughs> and, that, and then the director God chose bless that. Steven Soderbergh for choosing that one. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, well, who was that? No, it was Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Cronenberg, yeah. sorry. Soderbergh's yeah. giving us uh, Logan Lucky. <laughs> so. Yes, yes, yes. But, uh, and that's another thing about King, not to get too much into it, but a very exciting thing about, for me, a very compelling thing about getting into his work is as a film fan as well, and as a fan of adaptations of literary works and stuff and, and being intrigued by that, so many top-notch and zeitgeist directors would would adapt his work um, yep. and so it, uh, just uh, like the list is endless and cronenberg being among them but uh yeah anyway so i wanted to sneak that in there because i i've you know i don't know how many people have that 2006 edition that's <laughs> own dvd <laughs> to watch that special edition part but i thought that was yeah. super interesting in terms of how that uh portrayal would be moderated by 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 a director and editor uh, if he was doing that throughout the production. So I think that, but you know, that it's really interesting to learn that because that helps explain how Walken became Walken. Because if he's given, if he's given multiple versions of a take, let's say, uh, and they're, they, they are scaled to like a light, a medium and a heavy, right? If, if you're an actor and you're putting in that effort to give those three different versions and you just see directors constantly picking the heavy version, aren't you all like as an actor or as any kind of worker or artist or anything, you're going to start going like you're going to follow the path of least resistance. If they keep picking the heavy one, I'm just going to just, I'm just going to deliver the heavy version because that's what they want. Right. And then ultimately you end up with walking being walking, you know? I mean, to hearken upon another uh, stalwart of the the Long Walk Short Drink podcast, for, you know, as Bruce Lee would say, you want to become the best, you know, you want to become yourself. You want to be the best version of yourself. So you cultivate that over time and walk walk into just that and to figure out like, other people could deliver these other things, but only walking could deliver this particular right. flavor of uh, of a character. So anyway, I, that was a obviously a sidebar, but uh, one that I wanted to get in somewhere, and it seemed like this uh, overview episode might be a good one. Right. <laughs> so that was the uh, twenty seven. I guess that was would be what that would be an addendum to. But yeah. So double D, you were. I know you were rapid firing some. Things. Yeah. No, that leads right into the next one. That leads right into the next one is. Um, when we had the um, uh, way down we go, oh, and man. it's and it's not even, and it's not the way down we go. It's your reaction to Palmer's version of it, which is exactly <laughs> what you just said. Your reaction to Palmer's version of walking, and yeah, it's yeah. right there. I'm sure. One of the bands that are on their playlist right now is. Uh, Kaleo, I think is their name. Is that the name of that band? I have never heard, but I th- there's that that doesn't mean much. <laughs> How do you spell uh, that? Uh, K A L E O. Yeah, that's it. Uh, their their single is "Way Down We Go," and you might have heard that like "Way Down We Go." Whoa, whoa, whoa. Way down we go. Oh. That, like that, that's how it goes. No, I haven't heard uh, it, but I was enjoying listening to you. <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> yes. 
Putting the set, the like the track behind this, so I'm backed up. Oh, don't do it! It's perfect. That's this. Down we go. I'm <laughs> fucking magic. Down we dead. go. For listeners, no, he's, I'm gonna play he's it. singing and no, like kind of moving right, like Stevie enough. Wonder. That was the that made my oh, whole week. I, I'm so glad that I made your night. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, I just I just love having an audience. So there's this song that I just. I, was just I don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's the uh, song for me. <laughs> well, and not for nothing, but you guys did not get to experience it the way I did. You think even in the podcast, there is some semblance of the song there. I had no song. He was just right. going. And it was yeah. fucking magic. <laughs> like, yes. It was so great. <laughs> I don't know if I could isolate that and play it, but I was having a blast. He was absorbed and just singing. And I could kind of hear it, like it is better. Like that song's fine and good, but Palmer <laughs> just singing was so great. And when he's on a roll, whether it's talking or singing, you know, you're it's you listen. And um, I, yeah, I love when Palmer sings. I love when he puts it out there because he's uh, Freddie Mercury in the sense of he takes over, and you, oh, you know, shit, you guys are man. Fuck. Jesus, I can't handle it. It's a, I mean, not to, not to, uh, to embarrass you too much, but I think there's a reason that, that, that your bride will advocate for that. <laughs> not mine. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about, <laughs> there's something about, um, what you have to share and the way that you're able to, uh, well, it's not, it's not, I mean, it is what you have to say, but it's the way you say it and the way that you are able to be, um, you know, All as in. Bruce Lee would the say, passion. yeah, the best version of yourself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's no other Palmer. And then the way that that is able to be communicated here is a real joy to me. And one of the reasons that I'm always coming back because it. Me too. I want, I want to share that, you know, um, we, t- I talk a lot about Kevin Smith on this show and uh, Kevin Smith you know, would throw like the people in his life out into the world through these films, like uh, your Walt Flanagan, Brian Johnson, who are now on comic book man and tell him Steve, Dave, but more, more notably like Jason Muse, who is the J to his silent Bob. He was like, I know this crazy kid. I thought he was funny. I wanted to see if other people thought he was funny. (laughs) And uh, people did think he was very funny. (laughs) And um, I just always thought that my friend Palmer should be the host of things. It was a very charismatic and amusing guy. And so it, uh, whether or not people are tuning in or not, uh, I just like to hear him in that forum. And it's, uh, so it's been really fun for me to, uh, to get to egg you on. And it's really nice to hear then that other people like your, your wife are like, this is great. Cause it is. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. well, I, I just, it just, oh man, that's so awesome. You guys. I mean, cause I don't feel like I I don't feel like because I just try to be so transparent. I don't feel like I'm doing anything other than just being me. But I'm so enraptured in all the rest of you. You know, and I think that's why this podcast is so awesome. Is because all of us feel like we're not really we're just being ourselves and everybody else is like 
that's fantastic. You know what I mean? Like, like I look at the other four of you, all of you make me be better. Like I, I, I would have given up by now. You know what I mean? Like this would be this, like the podcast wouldn't have made it to 30 episodes. If it wouldn't have been the fact that I have four other people that are setting this amazing example an amazing work work ethic to put this awesome thing out that other people might not ever stumble upon. But the ones that do, I always hear the same thing. I love listening to you guys because it really, it's an insight in a friendship. It's an insight in two people. It's an insight in five people, you know, like the, with the revenge episode or whatever. Yeah. And it, you can tell that all of you, are just really great friends and it's awesome to just hear you talk about how great it is to be friends with each other. So that's how I look at it. And then to hear like all of these great accolades and awesome things like that's just, it's fantastic. Cause I feel like I'm such a small part of this. Like I, I really, I try not. I, and part of that is, is I want to be a small part of it. I don't want to dominate. Like I don't want, this is not there. There was a couple times in the in, uh, last week, where Ash and I were talking about the podcast and I slipped and I said WPLMR and I really, there's a part of me that was like really scared and hurt by that because it's like, this is not WPLMR. Like WPLMR is Palmer with all the vowels taken out. And the W is just because in Northeast Ohio, all the radio stations start with a W. And I thought all radio stations started with a W. I didn't know that was a regional <laughs> thing that did that. Like that's how naive I am, right? Uh wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, but I call you PLMR. Yeah. Know? I mean, like, it's, it, affectionately, you know, yes. I call you that, you know. Yeah. You're the and driving like, force. Oh, yeah, man. I it, agree with that. It's not oh. a bad thing either. It's, uh, as somebody, I, I can I can understand, because I feel the same way. It's like, I don't want to dominate. I don't want to, yeah. I always want to talk less. But as someone with a lot to say... Yeah, it's it's really nice for me to be able to lose myself for a minute and in listening to my, sure. to my friend. And I think maybe it's like hopefully it's like that for listeners. Like, yeah, there are bits. I li- and I like our bits. I'd almost like to sure. make sure we make a regular practice of our bits. <laughs> but right. uh but the most important thing is just the the catching up with it with a friend and then hopefully communicating that vibe that anyone listening in is also doing the same. Sure. And I yeah. think that we are totally nailing that, you know. Um, as long as they have three D glasses, they can. You got it, buddy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a right, Moto. <laughs> I like them big. I like them chunky. We gotta get a. Mo- I mean, I, I we need a Moto, Moto. origin, yeah. origin yeah. show coming up. I know we we got a more important business at hand. We got RoboCop, etc. RoboCop. Robocop. We owe Double D RoboCop. Right. Fuck yeah, we do. He yeah. hopped right on Mike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like as soon as I sent that text, I was I sent a second text that was like seriously no pressure though, just whenever you can get on. He was on before I, on. I sent that second text. Like he was yeah. like already like like connecting. Yeah. Uh it needed to happen. I, I like Twinkie's idea too. Let's do an hour and a half of Disney and an hour and a half of Robocop. And then we get two episodes out of it. Yeah. That are relatively small. Yeah. Then, then we could do a three-hour episode of Spaceballs. Oh, yeah. Oh, we are doing a whole Spaceballs. three hours on Spaceballs. And that is yeah. going to be... Uh, this is a preface for... This is a preview of our ne- of uh, the growth that Long Walk Short Drink is going to be. We're finally going to pull out the, um, the open letter to Rick Moranis. <gasps> oh, nice. 
<laughs> for the Spaceball episode that's going to happen. Wow. I was just thinking, too, like with the Star Wars connection and all the time that we'll get to spend together, maybe Ooh. we do it in Des Moines. Do a Spaceballs episode in Des Moines? We can do yeah. that. And it's pretty... ha- let's have a viewing in Des Moines of Spaceballs. Let's watch Spaceballs. Yeah. Let's do a, co- a long walk, short drink commentary there of Spaceballs. It's Ooh. there. It's limited to the duration of the movie. That's yep. long walk, short drink, canon. <laughs> yep. And we, you know, I know we probably all pretty, we have pretty limited time there, but nonetheless, it'd be worth a try. We could. I mean, and if we start to ramble, we'll pause the movie and let's just keep talking. Like we'll we'll say pause, or we could be like, Psh, and that's when people know they have to <laughs> yeah, pause. You, yeah. you know, I did that uh, shit. We yeah, found shit. Favorite. There's so many great. <laughs> There's so many good fucking lines in that. <laughs> that might be my favorite though. No, I didn't see you play with your dolls again. <laughs> when does this happen in the movie? Now. You're looking at now. now. Now, now. What happened to then? Oh, oh shit. Okay, so no, right, that's so. a great idea. Let's but let's 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 do that. Let's we're gonna do that. I I have to tell you guys, I am so fucking excited for like I'm going to Disney in three weeks. I think I might be more excited for December. Like Wow. <sighs> like I, that, that's not true. That's that's tons of hyperbole. <laughs> I'm really excited for Disney. <laughs> Uh, what can we preview for for Disney? I know uh, our listeners next or uh, that for the next episode they'll get to hear Cabin Kids Volume Two, an epic conversation with the one and the only Pumps. But I believe was, short, like I after, took that convert just just as a preview for that that conversation stuck with me so much that three days later I was talking to Ash about it. Like oh yeah no that was it was really gosh. something for me as well I always the, valued that relationship and uh, you know I do know I, so it's not one of those things where you're like I think I you think you know a guy yeah it wasn't a different pumps than I thought but at the same time it was it was interesting to hear the things he brought the, for the the when he talked about how his dad had the place oh sure yeah. That, I mean, that, when I was telling Ash about that, like, I broke down in tears. I was like, like, he, his dad knew how important the cabin was before, before Pumps knew how important the cabin was. Yeah. And just, like, that, oh, and to just, and again, because my, one of my, one of my things with this podcast is I want to hear about other people's cabins. That's proof. There that was, other yeah. cabins exist, you know, like, oh man, th- there was so many, le- like it, that, that conversation was like an onion. It was just so good. Yeah. And it stuck really with me so, for so long afterwards. Uh, so grateful pumps. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you pumps for coming on and doing that. It was so awesome. I, I feel kind of, you know, excited, blessed that uh, I haven't heard any of it yet. And, oh, cause man. I've been like doing other stuff and like trying to, you know, other episodes and ever other things, but I got to do Tough Mudder with this guy, and he, oh, he he's the only person shit. that it, he's like, oh, you're you're a ninja warrior, you're like ninja warrior. Well, do it real life, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, he talked, so he talked me into doing it, and then we go into this Pennsylvania ski resort, middle of February, but we're running and uh, we're doing. Um, all the leaves are brown. And then he would do the reframe 
he would say it back, and the skies are gray. And I would say, and the skies are gray. Pumps encouraged me to do Tough Mudder. And uh, we, we were running along for forever and like singing this, you know, this song together is so awesome. It's so spectacular because it's like, again, because Dave, you brought it up. Like, why was, why was pumps the quintessential in my, in, in your opinion, Palmer, why was pumps the quintessential cabin kid? And that's, this is a great example of why I consider pumps to be the quintessential cabin kid is he was always on the periphery. I mean, look at, look at just this podcast and he's right there on the periphery with moto like he's got this he's got this in with moto on there you know what i yeah, mean there's like there's always all, some pumps he, pumps connection to a story pumps is always a part of the best stories of the cabin you know like he's either there or he observed it or he's a part of that story and right now just us talking about our reaction to like pumps with the cabin moto's like oh by the way i have this awesome i had no idea you fucking did a tough mutter with pumps that is awesome, Moto. Like that's just oh, awesome. Man. Like it, it's before I got really, really fat, and uh, I just wanted to prove that to myself. He encouraged me to do it, and I would never. Everyone I did it with was current or prior military, and he was the leader of the group. And um, I just, you know, that would have never happened without him. I've never, I would never done that. That is so yeah. awesome. So, so, so awesome. You guys are really in for a treat. Uh, you're really in for a treat with the next episode with the Cabin Kids Volume Two with Pumps. Um, great conversation. Uh, great insight. Again, if you want to explore this idea of the cabin, I, I I really like switching from a place to an idea with the cabin. I like that. Oh, um, yeah. If you want to explore that more, like you're going to get some really, really good insights. Again. Uh, with the cabin uh, coming up with pumps volume with the cabin kids volume two focus on pumps. So what can you tell us about this? Uh, the Disney show that double D will revisit and how will that play into your Disney trip? Um, so I, I guess the, the biggest thing is the first. So when I started dating Ash in 2013, I was working at the school. I shouldn't even say school. Let's let's back up. Uh, when I started dating Ash in 2013, uh, where I was working with Double D and Stan the Man, who uh, is going to be joining us for the Disney episode, hopefully, uh, and another like Double D's uh, wife, and there's just a, a whole like motley crew of us. <laughs> all got to go to this conference that just so happened to be in Disney. Um, <laughs> and so we went and we would do the, the conference from nine to three that the conference lasted or nine to five or whatever. And then literally it was a sprint. We would run as fast as we could from the conference to our rooms to change to the shuttle to get us to a park. We had park hoppers then for the, like the rest of the day. And we closed Disney parks every day that we were there for this, like three or four days for this conference and just tried to get as much out of this Disney experience as we could. 
So leading up to that, Ash is like, oh my gosh, you're going to Disney. This is going to be so awesome. And I was totally Palmer about it. I was just like, yeah, who fucking cares? Like, I don't care. Like, fuck it. You know, I'm going to be there with my friends. We're just going to drink a lot. It'll be whatever. And then uh, I make fun of Ash because she's like, uh, the, the, where she, the college that she attended, I won't say the college because she works there. The college that she attended, when I first met her, she's like, just so you know, I work for this college now and I totally drink the Kool-Aid and I'm in 100% and I make fun of her for that. When I got back from Disney, after experiencing it with Double D and Stan the Man and this other, yes. this like amazing group of people, my third, like my, my, another version of the cabin that I had built for myself. When I got done experiencing that and I, and I'm, and she's like, so how was your trip? And I'm like, I drank the Kool-Aid. Like it is, it is the, one of the few places on this planet that I believe you get to experience real magic. Yeah. Um, and it's an amusement park. We grew up at, we all grew up in Northeast Ohio. So we know mm-hmm. Geauga Lake, SeaWorld and Cedar Point, right? Like wh- I think mm-hmm. all of us in this conversation right now can relate to those. None of those. If those are the only kind of amusement parks you've ever been a part of, like with the aluminum corrals that just like keep you in a line to get on a ride that lasts 30 seconds and there's no camaraderie, like the it's got like 14 year olds like sweeping up cigarette butts and bubble gum and that (laughs) and they don't care who's there and they all like all they want to do is collect their paycheck and everything. You don't Mm -hmm. know. Like that's all that's what I went into Disney expecting. And you like magic literally exists at this place. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that having double D on and having Stan the man on, we can kind of try to like push some of that magic through this podcast. Oh, you know? it will happen. It will uh, happen. It's, yeah. it's passion, man. Yeah. Yeah. On yeah. Fire, <laughs> Fuck! Um, it's a great choice for Double D's theme song. Yeah, that is a good one. Uh, so well, I was—I was just saying, you just want me to hit this this last? There's only like one more because Twinkie already kind of mentioned the um, the shit the bride says, which I, I okay. definitely had, and that was spectacular. Yeah, let's do that. Um, and do then that. so the last piece of it was was or the last part that I that I thoroughly enjoy is hearing the um the little intro clips and just the the every it's just so spectacular when when quotes are taken out of context and (laughs) and as we go throughout shows when dave's like that's an opener that's that's gonna be in the opening um And just every episode, they just get better and better. And there's just so many times where, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I cannot wait to hear this in context. Because out of context, it is tremendous. (laughs) It's funny when when you guys are talking about or when we are thinking about putting together clips from the the best clips from the episodes. One of my the things that I enjoy most about the show is just that I just get to laugh so hard. Yeah. Uh, whenever yeah. we record, and I find that I'm drawn to those moments 
or the sort of outrageous moments or something, something that will be funny out of context mm-hmm. or, or somebody opens a podcast that's like, oh my God, this is four hours long. How could I possibly <laughs> conceive of listening to this? And you hit play, I guess. And then suddenly you hear something like, I can get a boner. No problem. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> so, so hopefully you're enticed to listen to, to into, yeah. you're like, oh, there's going to be this fun to be had in, in right. the show. So it's a little bit like Moto was saying about the, the clips of why you would interject certain things uh, on that level to hopefully just like reassure people like we're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there just eventually. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. That's the that's the whole point, right? Like just just write it out because it will be worth it. You're going to get something, you know. Right. So, right. Well, man. and I've gotten so much. It's been it has been a spectacular ride for 30 30 episodes plus with the A's and the B's and the 3.5s and all that stuff and uh, Yeah. Wow. It's it's been absolutely terrific, and and I'm you know looking forward to the next thirty at least, and and um, just just growing together as 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 a community, as a family, and you know family as family a cabin. can mean as, as a, a cast, cabin. as <laughs> yeah. a cast, as a cast. You got it, <laughs> yeah. cast members. We are all yeah. cast members in our own little show. So, and this is man, so 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 awesome and meaningful to me. It means mm. so much to me. And it's so great that I get to do this with you guys. So Twinkie, that goes out to you too. I hope your kids are feeling better. I just. Oh, of course. To, yeah, to Twinkie, definitely. to Shamrock, to Mr. J, to everyone. Yeah, that listens. everybody. Oh, like You're all a part of it. Double D, thank you so much for hopping on mic to, to make your RoboCop episode happen. And for oh. all that you have, all the energy that you have given us just by virtue of your enthusiasm about. And, and the fact that you connect to what you do connect to where you have communicated that you connect to about the show is so uh, heartwarming and validating and just the, the exact thing that I would hope someone would could and would take from what we're throwing out into the world. If there's a patron saint of LWSD, you are it. So. <laughs> oh, so true. <laughs> thank- and beyond. Oh, thank- yeah. yeah. Oh man, I appreciate it. So I just I just hope that the B- Airbnb has a garage big enough for all the karate. Oh. <laughs> yes. I've been stretching and I have all those soundtracks. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. We gotta get some pads. We gotta get some, some cameras. We need some video cameras. I like this is all fucking happening. Like I have no How are we going to cram shoes. this all into 24 hours? We essentially get 24 hours. That's it. I don't it. think we'll really sleep. No. <laughs> we got to watch no. baseballs and record and, and, no. and fight in the garage. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, man. That's what, that's what you do these things for, not for the sleep. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Like, I am so excited for the rest of this year and spending it with you guys. Like, it's going to be so awesome. So, likewise. Yeah. Definitely. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure. I love you guys. Love you too. Uh, let's do let's do thirty times thirty more of these. All right. Like, yes. All right. Thank you so much for everything in this past year. Like I would not be here if it wouldn't be for all of you. That makes my heart swell. Yeah. So thank you. We love um, you too, buddy. Definitely. Yep. Uh, awesome. Please tell friends. Let us know what you think at uh, LWSD Pod on Twitter. 
You can email us at lwsdpod at gmail.com. You can download and subscribe at iTunes on Google Play Music or Stitcher at uh, just search Long Walk Short Drink. Um, go to lwsdpod.com to download directly from SoundCloud for the time being until we want once until we get the empire started. Um, <laughs> listen to the next episode for uh, Cabin Kids Volume 2 for Pumps. After that, we'll have Double D back on with Stan the Man for our Disney episode. Woo! And then after yes. that is going to be the fucking RoboCop episode. <laughs> Finally, right? Right. Robo Because if it doesn't happen, you know what's going to happen? Trouble. <laughs> Trouble. Trouble. Gentlemen, yeah. have an excellent evening. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Cheers, everybody. You guys are the best. Thanks. Driving into work this morning and uh, had some, some possible vibes here for the long, long, short drink being some. So, you know, 80s rock vibe. Sometimes you gotta take the long way home. Make some stops along the way. Remember a time. That's all I got, but then I think there's another part, like a, either a bridge or the chorus, where it's like, we're gonna get there eventually, we're gonna get there eventually, <laughs> I don't know if this guy is a... I <laughs> started it out, but I realized it wasn't 80s enough. It was just whole, like, it's a long walk for the short drink, yeah. A long for a short drink. It's a long walk for a short drink, yeah. We'll take a long walk for a short drink. And take the long walk for a Short drink will take a long walk for a short drink, and when we'll get there eventually. You take that long walk for a short drink, long walk, short drink. You'll take that long walk for a short drink, and you get there eventually. And when you get where you're going, you know it's worth all the while. But when you get where you're going, you'll see it's worth all the while. But when you make it on your own, 
When you get away, you're going, you'll see the worst all the while. Cause you made it on your own, you're alive. Take another love for the short drink. Love your drink. And when you get away, you're going. You'll see what's worth all the while. Cause you made it on your own. Cause you're alive. Sometimes you got to take the long way home. Make some stops along the way. Remember a time when you know where to be. No when you get there, eventually, figure out on your own, finding your place. It takes the time it takes to do for that long walk in a short drink, in that long walk, short drink. Love for a short drink. When you get away, you go and find it worth the wait. The long you made it on your own today. Maybe not today. Made it on your own. I'll take another flower for a short drink. And then, like, jam at the end. It's like, flower, short drink. Take that flower, short drink. Take that flower. For a short drink, you made it on your own, your own way. That might be it. Made it on your own, your own way. Did it on your own. Anyway, here we go. I don't work now, so I kind of knock this off.